it's not too late at all. In fact, you're right the fuck on time. Welcome to the podcast, episode 20. Woohoo! Can't fucking believe I made it 20 episodes. People are like, Dustin, you're never going to do this shit. And I did it, so everybody can suck it. Fuck all y'all. And uh, as always, have a jam-packed show for you. I don't think I got a three-hour show for you guys this week. I got a two-hour show for you. I kind of just do whatever the material says I need to do. The material says it's three hours of material. That's what I do. If it doesn't say that, I don't do that. So I don't want you guys to be bored. I just want to do a show that everybody's entertained by. And I'm really having a fucking amazing time doing this goddamn show. As I've said before, like a lot of the reason I didn't make, to- I didn't make a lot of content on my channel before was because there was so much shit I wanted to talk about. And I just couldn't pick a topic. I was like frozen. I was like, I can't just pick one single thing to do a little short 10, 15 minute video about. So I ended up not picking anything. I didn't do any content. But like on this show, I get to talk about every fucking thing I want to, and there is so much I want to talk about, so it's like gives me the freedom to do it, which is why I've been doing more episodes. But as always, we'll start the show by talking about how you can support the show. Please fucking support this show, goddammit. Well, so much money, like there's so much pressure for me to go back to doing regular videos, regular 10 to 15 minute videos, and I am going to do that. I'm going to start making, eventually, like probably starting next month, early next month, and I'll start doing at least one video a week. That's the, the plan. I'm going to do two podcasts a week and one regular video a week. For the, so for those of you who like the short content, a lot of people have been complaining. Please make the short videos again. We don't have time to watch a three-hour video or we have no interest in watching a three-hour video. Okay, fine. I understand. But at the same time, like, I've got a lot of pressure to stop doing this podcast as much. But a lot of people have been, like, really, really supportive. They've been like, build the audience, keep doing it. The audience will show up. You know, we really enjoy the show. A lot of people watch the show, like, when they're playing video games, they download it, and they watch it in the background. A lot of people watch it at work. And so, if you guys want to see me keep doing this, please support the show. You can support me on Patreon, patreon.com, front slash podcast. We're up to $231 a month. Hells yeah, I'm getting rich. That's some Jordan Peterson money right there. Not really. Still pretty fucking poor. But, hey, you can support me. I'd really appreciate it. And, uh... Let you know we're also on SoundCloud. If you guys want to download the videos on SoundCloud, I need to add the next last couple. I haven't added them yet, but I'm going to. But those who want to download, you can download on here. You can listen to the audio. We're also on Spotify, and we're on uh, iTunes. We're all over the fucking place. Switcher, whatever the fuck that is, I'm there. So it's all good. And also, of course, the most important way to support it is through the Super Chats. Freaking, free think, I almost got him freaking secularist. Free thinking secularist sent me a dollar already. And as you can see, underneath my beautiful picture over here on the left of my video here, you can have your Super Chat displayed to the entire world. So that's the best way to support the show right now. And obviously, all the money, as always, goes to the Human Society of Mississippi Animal Sanctuary. So please support the fucking show. All the questions you ask me will be answered. Nothing is dodged whatsoever, no matter what you ask me. Ask me my dick size. Ask me about my sex life. I don't give a fuck. Seven inches, but it's thick. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's true. Who knows? You don't know. Up to you to find out. So anyway, we're going to start the show uh, right off the bat. Looks like we got a bunch of people that are just mad at me already. Like, I hadn't even started the show yet. People are just mad. People are just always fucking mad at me about some shit or another. Dusty, just cut the podcast up into smaller videos and upload them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really want to do that. I think it'll just spam up my channel. Like, if you want to watch my podcast, just watch my podcast. If you don't have the fucking attention span to watch a three-hour show or play in the background, okay. You know, that's kind of the format I want to have, and I want you to watch it in its original format, and I don't really care too much about I don't, like, care that much about getting a lot of views. Like, those who follow the show now don't really care about being famous very much. It's not something that really interests me all that much. In fact, I find fame to kind of be a hassle. 
So I just want to make enough money to live off of. And I think that's probably like, I can probably make 2000 a month off this podcast. And I can feel comfortable enough to live off 2000 a month and do this podcast uh, without having to worry about it too much. And I'm not, like, cause I'm not really worried about the huge audience size. I just want a small, dedicated, loyal audience who wants to see this program. And so that's what I'm going to aim at. Um, like, I, like I know I used to get like 500,000 views a video or something, but I don't know. I'm not really concerned about that anymore. Like some people are really interested in doing whatever it takes to get views and be famous and shit. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't really interest me. Um, so what else you guys got to say? Have you seen Endgame yet? I watched half of it this morning. I haven't had a lot of sleep because I downloaded a pirated version of Endgame last night and I started watching it. And uh, no spoilers, but uh, yeah, it's sad. So far, pretty sad. Everybody's not taking the whole uh, Thanos thing very well. So anyway, I guess we'll go ahead and start the show. Like I was saying, people are fucking mad at me already about the show. Um, let me find where the down votes are already. It's already downvoted. Like, oh, it's better. It's 46 upvotes, 12. There was like 12 downvotes and like five upvotes when I began the show. So, you know, I got three and four people watching. So, woohoo, we're doing good. Yay. I don't know what that voice was. Sorry about that. I would never do that voice again, but you know I will. So let's skip over here. Uh, boom. Is that it? Yep, here we go. So we're going to start off talking about Chris Reagan. Chris Reagan, who is not somebody I am very fond of. To me, Chris Reagan is just another one of these shitlords, just another one of these anti-SJW cookie-cutter channels. And he's doing quite well for himself. I mean, look, to this video, 275,000 views, 27,000 likes. He just uploaded this. What fresh, fresh material Chris is coming up with? Is the okay son not okay? Oh, my God. Is this 2016? And I know that's rich coming from me, a person who still makes religious videos in 2019. So a little bit of hypocrite on my part, but still at the same time, this is not a fresh topic. Uh, he's just jumping into it because he's running out of the same shit to talk about all the time. This is what they do. They got to continuously find ways to shit on the liberals. And uh, are you on? Are you triggered? And this is, look at that face that guy makes. Ugh. People are like, this guy's funny. To me, he's like a, a less talented Jerry Lewis. Like, that pretty lady, Flavin, I am Chris Reagan, eh? drink bleach, SJWs are ruining everything, oh my god, ah, pretty lady, I mean, that's just Flavin, that's what I get from this guy, but anyway, he's doing fine, milking the anti-SJW outrage money, uh, he's always been good at that, so yeah, I guess keep it up, you know, a lot, a lot of those guys, they're more concerned about fame and money than they are about actually doing anything that's positive for society, and Chris Reagan is one of these. So anyway, um, I watched this video and it was terrible. It was the same exact shit that they've been saying forever. Um, and I'll go into it more in a minute. But my favorite part of this whole thing was how much shit he took on Twitter for, uh, for posting this video. And I'm so happy to see these guys start to take more and more shit. Because it used to be they'd post these videos and everybody would just suck their fucking dick about it. Constantly suck their fucking dick. But um, now they're just speaking out more and explaining to them why the fuck you guys are idiots. And so... Feed it into my veins. So we're going to read some of the comments that were left on, uh, let's see if I can find Chris's direct tweet he made where he put about, I can show you his own account and I can show you what people were saying on his own account. Was this it? Yeah, here we go. Uh, let's go back and see what that chick said to him first. That chick said, and I mean chick in a very, very non-misogynistic way. I mean that in the best possible way. Uh, this is Khaleesi Vasi, me. I can't believe people still believe the earth is flat. Chris, the earth is flat. Me, spends 10 hours explaining the roundness of the earth using graphs, charts, lectures from scientists. Chris, so what you're saying is, I was right all along. And that's the kind of attitude these guys had. It's been explained to them continuously why the OK sign was 
co-opted by racists, and not just racists. First, it was co-opted by trolls and this troll culture that does nothing but try to trigger everybody and try to uh, shitpost everything and derail every conversation where we can't even talk about anything that's important. All they want to do is upset people. That's the whole uh, culture that they've created. And um, we've explained this to them over and over again, but they're still not getting it. So let's take a look at Chris's little little tweety tweet about this and see how, how it went for him. So here he is posting his amazingly up-to-date video on the OK sign. So fresh, so fresh and so clean. So, uh, and then everybody's like, uh, okay. This is a step up from your recent 2019 video about 2016. Go- yeah, he recently did a video in 2019 about 2016 Ghostbusters. Okay. This is how bottom of the barrel these guys are scraping just to find anything they can talk about to shit on liberals continuously and to talk about anti-HDW issues. Still on the fucking Ghostbuster shit, 2019. Hard to fucking believe. But anyway, this is a step up from your recent 2019 video about the 2016 Ghostbusters. It's a 2019 video about the OK symbol from a few years ago. Yay! And this might post this cartoon that I showed for you guys last time in the video that explained. Let me just show it to you again because this is r- r- dead on. Oh, God, the art right is adopting clown memes now. Haha, <laughs> you fell for it. Fell for what? We sometimes, we say something randomly. <clears throat> shit. <clears throat> We say something random is racist, make gas chamber jokes with it, and you cry. That's racist now. Just like Pepe drinking milk in the okay gesture, we do them ironically, and you get triggered. Then Nazis and mass shooters do them for real, and then we do them even more to intentionally obscure their new meaning. So it ends up being racist. Do you know how stupid you look right now? And uh, that's... These are all the same things Chris brought up to in his videos. The drinking milk and the Pepe. I can't believe you guys think it's racist. Well, look, the reason people thought it was racist to begin with is because people from 4chan literally went out to Twitter and created fake racist accounts. They, they were actually literally spreading racism to try to make this hoax a thing, right? So they literally went and they created all these accounts that had literal racism on there. And then after they created all these fake accounts, they went out and made these accounts say, hey, the OK sign is a new racist sign. If anybody who does the OK sign is trying to dog whistle or signal to other white supremacists about white supremacy. So, hey, liberals, pay attention. This is the new sign we're doing. And so they were literally trying to trick people into believing they were racist pieces of shit by literally setting up accounts that were racist as shit. So that's why people have a problem with it still, because you're literally trying to upset people by making racist accounts and making people think you're racist. You're trying to fool people into thinking you're racist. And then you're going, do you know how ridiculous you look? No, this is not a win for you. It's not a win for you to make people think you're racist. It's like, I made those people over there think I was a pedophile. Look how stupid they look. No, you're the one that looks stupid in this scenario by trying to convince other people you're a piece of shit because you are a piece of shit. That's the only reason you guys are doing this. You're doing this to try to upset people. Are you true? you're trying to be pieces of shit and you are you're succeeding so no we're not fucking upset because we think all of you who are doing this are racist no no are there some racists that are doing this yes this symbol absolutely got picked up by real fucking racist i mean there's pictures of them all over the place fucking richard spencer's doing it all over the place tons of the fucking new zealand moss shooter who murdered 50 muslim people fucking did that shit you know Real, actual, white supremacist shitheads pick this up and they use this as a dog whistle to each other. It's fucking fact. You don't have to like the fuck that it's a fact, but it's a goddamn fact. Facts don't care about your feelings. Now, is every fucking body who does this symbol a fucking racist or are they, are they doing it to dog whistle? No. 
Some people are just doing the OK sign because the OK sign has always been a symbol for OK. But there are other people, other fucking people like Chris Raygun, like fucking Sargon, like all the fucking uh, Kyrgyzstanis who were doing this to perpetrate, to perpetuate the 4chan hoax in which they created real life racist Twitter accounts to try to sell this. So you guys are literally doing this because you're trying to upset people, because you're trying to trigger people. And we're making fun of you for that, too. We're not saying you're racist. We're saying you're pieces of shit who continuously do nothing but try to upset people. That's your whole fucking thing. You add nothing to the conversation, nothing to the social good. Your entire contribution to fucking society is, did we upset you? <laughs> did we upset you? Uh, you're so triggered. Look at that. And you're just worthless. You're like literally fucking worthless human beings. And so, yeah, we're making fun of you, but we're not calling you racist, those of you who are not racist. We're just calling you fucking pathetic, worthless, troll human beings, okay? And Chris wants to defend all this shit, make a video defending all this shit. Well, go, ahead, go ahead, defend it, Chris. Go ahead and jump, on, jump in this bandwagon. Go ahead and lump yourself into all these fucking ignorant shitlords, and you have. I'm going to show in a minute all the people that actually uh, respond to his shit supporting him, and he just attracts... The dregs of society, the, the Kekistanis, the shitlords, the, the shit posters, the people that nobody who has any shred of dignity would want to be associated with. But that's exactly who he's trying to court. That's exactly who he's trying to get in his fan base because that's where the money is and that's all he really gives a fuck about. Let's continue to read. Uh, it didn't go well for him posting this video on his Twitter. This person's like, uh, yeah, dude, really? In 2019, you're still trying to pretend like the OK side is just harmless. It's liberals who blew all this out of proportion. It wasn't the pieces of shit that made racist Twitter profiles to try to fool people into this. And it's not us who are doing this strictly to upset people. No, it's liberals are the stupid ones here. Yeah, Chris Reagan, goddammit. So fucking cringe. Anyway, bro, you just posted cringe. You were going to lose subscribers, but he won't. See, that's the thing. He won't lose subscribers over this because all he's doing is he's pandering to his right-wing audience, to his right-wing shitlord audience that he's built up over the years, and it's still very popular. Uh, Nate talks to you. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but he's like the unironic equivalent of, of Nate Helps You. You know what that show is? Uh, Nate is like this. Uh, he really, really, really wants to be in big with the anti-HCW crowd. So he makes videos supporting PewDiePie and all this. And he was commenting the other day about how he doesn't understand why people say the anti-HCW movement is dying because the videos still get plenty of views. And he's right. I mean, look at this shit. That's still the popular thing on YouTube right now. 275,000 views on a video about the OK sign in 2019. Really? That's really still where we're the fuck at in the modern era, current year. So it's just sad, it's, but but, it's, but it is dying. We are kicking this shit. I don't know if it's dying yet. It's going to die. It's still pretty popular. It's still increasing, you know, in views and shit. But at least people are starting to fight back against it now. Like, we're going to show you some more of this shit. And, like, I'm not cherry-picking this. I'm just scrolling down, and this is the first comments that were left in the video. You're a bit behind on this one, mate. The title screams 2016, and that fact, and the fact that it isn't infuriates me. Wow, I want the time I spent watching this absolute trash back. And then, of course, finally got to somebody who actually liked it. Let's click on this guy. Let's see what he... Let's just randomly. I never clicked on him. Maybe he's a stand-up guy. But let's see what kind of people that Chris is attracting. Hmm. Let's see. Anything interesting on... Oh, Paul Joseph Watson fan. Well, yeah. That's the kind of people you're attracting, Paul Joseph Watson fans. I am not shocked. These are... This is always the case. All these people follow the same shitheads all over and over again. And uh, it's why I don't want to have anything to do with any of these people. They just attract the bottom of the barrel. So anyway, 
That's your fan base, Chris. Congratulations. You're doing great. See, that's why I don't care about being famous. See, when you go mainstream, when you become really popular and you start worrying about your views a whole lot and you start trying to uh, kowtow your content to get more views and more subscribers, then you basically attract a lot of people that you don't want to attract, in my opinion, like PewDiePie, who would just take anybody you get 90 million, 91 million, whatever the fuck he's got, subscribers, you're going to have tons of shitheads. And I don't fucking want that. I don't want shitheads being fans of mine because that embarrasses me. I, I So I just want to be like a smaller account. I just want to have a very small, loyal fan base that I'm not fucking ashamed of. And the rest of it, I just don't give a fuck about it. It's just annoying to me. Um, they're making fun of the camera shaking. Yeah, I was confused four years ago. Finally, the symbol meaning decider has logged on. And way too late on this, Chris. Yep, true that. 24th April 2019, making fun of him about how outdated this shit is. Why is it not loading? Load up, motherfucker. Uh, Parkinson's video, they're making fun of him because the fucking camera's shaky. Why is this not loading up? Come on. Live shows, live shows. But anyway... He got soundly fucking crucified on Twitter for this, and he should have. Like, he literally should have coming out with this fucking hot take that it's no longer a problem. It's, it's cool to trigger people. It's so cool to upset people. Aren't I badass in 2019 fucking standing up for the troll culture? I'm so awesome. No, it's just so cringe, dude. I just can't believe that this guy is still so fucking popular right now. Crazy how cringe he is. Let's see what other bookmarks I have for this. Um... I guess that's all I'm going to talk about, Chris. I think I've done a good enough job explaining why the OKs. Oh, no, there was something else I wanted to fucking play. If I can fucking find it, goddammit. If this shit would just fucking load. Passing, passing. Oh, God, his voice. Pretty lady, flaming, lovely lady. Oh, Oh, my mister over there. Oh, God. It's like, what the fuck? How can you be more annoying? I wanted to play the the clip of... uh, some other news guy, which I had on here, but since it's not going to fucking load, I don't understand why this shit's not going to fucking load right now. I guess I should have saved it separately. Nothing ever wants to fucking work when you're doing it live. See, that's why I needed a producer, folks. Oh, there's Chris Rago. This is funny. <laughs> there's him hiding behind his little, hold up his little Kekistan flag, doing the okay sign. Look at me, and I'm so edgy, holding up this flag that was literally modeled off the Nazi flag. They literally took the Nazi flag and turned it to a Keck flag just to trigger you. Are you upset by it? Are you upset? You're so triggered. Look how much we're upsetting on you by by taking the Nazi flag and turning it into our flag and doing the okay sign. <laughs> Stupid liberals. I mean, God, how can you get more cringe than these people? How How is this popular? God damn it. But see, this is what they have to do, folks, because when it comes to the actual issues, they get murdered. They ha- they get fucking murdered, so they have to focus on upsetting people and making fun of them. Huh? See how cool? We're the cool kids. We make fun of people. We, 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 we upset them. We upset everybody. We're so awesome. And then the little kids who follow them are like, yay, you guys are cool. Look how many people you're upsetting. This is awesome. We don't care that you're actually helping conservatives maintain and take power, and they're destroying our whole world by not battling global warming, and they're actually accelerating global warming, which is not great for our futures. And sure, they're giving a trillion and a half dollars in tax cuts to billionaires and basically taking it on the credit card of American people where we're going to have to pay for that someday. But we don't care. You're upsetting people, so you're awesome. But that's the way kids think. You know, they don't have any ability to think about the actual issues and how it's going to affect them. And so they listen to fucking morons like this. Absolute fucking cretinous morons 
who guide them down the wrong path and distract them with ignorant bullshit, why the real bullshit doesn't get covered enough, and why their futures are being sold out from underneath them. So, let's see if I can scroll down and find that fucking video from... And this people making fun of him. 2019, you're still saying this? Country's like, really? You sure did? You really? This is the hill you want to die on? 2019? You really tatered my tots now. But it's mostly just people. A few people that are uh, liking him, but most people are just like, God, dude, you're 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 awful. You're a horrible human being. Where is it? Oh, here we go. Short clip explaining this very very well from the uh, I think it's an other news guy. Dr. Mr. Cody, if you guys have never seen this guy, if you ever see him, be sure to click on his videos because he's really good at what he does and really entertaining. And uh, so I'll play this clip. Oh, it's playing. Some did it. All right, let's see. Start over. All right, Dr. Cody is going to explain this to you. If I can push play. For example, here's the shooter giving the OK symbol. And the OK symbol was used to troll the normies into thinking something innocuous was really some dumb Nazi shit. Except it quickly became both. Some did it to trigger people. Some did it because they're racist and they had a new way to signal to each other. And some did it because everything was okay. And this, unfortunately, is all three. He's racist. He's trolling you. And it's okay. And that's the problem. That's the joke. It sucks. Yep. It sucks. It sucks. And you people who are taking part of this, you suck. I mean, literally... Your whole essence is, who who can upset? How does that make you a good person? How does that add to the social good in any way? How does that help? It doesn't. You're not you're not helping. You're just you're just helping out the right wing pieces of shit. That's all the fuck you're doing. And that's why this symbol was co opted by strictly the right. You don't see a whole fucking lot of real liberals, like fake liberals, like you, Chris Reagan, might do it. But this kind of symbol is mostly popular on like the Donald subreddit and all the conservative subreddits and all the Kekistani conservative shitlords. That's where this shit's popular. There's a reason it's not real popular in the liberal circles because, you know, just like the Kekistan sign, it got co-opted by right-wingers. And that's a big part of the reason people like me fight against it because, you know, shit like this is not adding to the benefit of public discourse it's just dragging us down and you're dragging us down with it so somebody has to speak out about it and i'm happy to do so chris 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 be better dude seriously i mean you don't have to be like this you know i know that you've built up this audience and you don't want to lose your audience and you don't lose your money but you could like you have such a good platform imagine if you use that platform to spread you know positive ideas or imagine if you instead used your platform to spread awareness about how Trump is selling out the world on global warming. Imagine if you did that. You know, imagine if you talked about the war in Yemen or something, just any fucking thing important, really. Anything. Instead of this fucking tribe. And imagine if I talked about anything else instead of this important tribe. I should take my own advice and move on. I think I've covered as much as Chris Reagan as I want to cover. Cringe as fuck. Cringe as fuck. All right, let's see if I have any super chats. Super chats. That's the way you support this show. Super chats. And uh, as always, the little, little, uh, Animals need all the money they can get. Need uh, dog food from animals. They got worms real bad. Like, I've been trying so hard to get rid of these fucking goddamn butt worms. And I get, I had this medicine. It's ivermectin. And I fucking give it to them every fucking day. And they just ain't getting rid of the goddamn worms. What the fuck, dogs? It's because they eat each other's poop. Why you guys eat each other's poop? Don't eat each other's poop. Don't do that. That's nasty, dudes. Seriously. What the fuck's wrong with these dogs? But I love them. They're my little worm-encrusted 
shit monkeys. And I love them. All right. Free Thinking Secular says, long podcasts are the best. Yep, I kind of like the long podcast. It gives me a chance to talk about everything I want to fucking talk about. Everybody's like, Dusty, stop singing everything. Well, fuck you. I'm going to sing all the goddamn hell I want to. Because that's how I have fun, folks. I have autism. I'm autistic as fuck, and this is just me. And I'm okay with that. Dead Mink, give me 99 cents. Thank you, Dead Mink. I appreciate that. Free thing and secular as $2. If one likes short podcasts, they can hit pause. Yep, that's true. You can, uh, you know, just pause it and come back and watch it or just play in the background. I mean, I think you guys who don't like watching longer videos because you don't have a short, because you have short attention spans, I give it another shot, you know. I ought to be more open-minded because I cover so much shit here. Like this, I cover at least 50 topics per episode. So it's almost like 50 videos in every fucking episode. This shit is the most chock-full goddamn podcast on the fucking planet. Who is putting out a more entertaining podcast than I am? Who? Show me that motherfucker. Okay, Joe Rogan, whatever. Fuck you, Joe Rogan. Justin Joseph says, Always more than happy to support when I can. Saving animals and finding them forever homes while advocating for logic is the epitome of a noble cause. Yeah, see, I don't even find animals a forever home. We actually give them a forever home. I don't run a, uh, a rescue. I run a sanctuary. But we actually go to the rescues, and we get the dogs that are just about to be put down, and we bring them home, and we actually give them a forever home. So they're here for good. Like, we have all these dogs, and we're never getting rid of them. They're our babies now. And we just... Love them to definitely take care of them, and they're they're spoiled as fuck. They're big fat. I'm gonna do a video one day where I'm just gonna go through every single one of them one by one and show you guys all the different dogs and stuff. I made a video about this before, and not many people watched it, so I never made another one. But I'm definitely gonna do another one soon and show you guys all the animals we have here because they're beautiful. We got some really beautiful animals here. Cecilia gave me five dollars. She said, "Love your stuff, Dusty. Been lurking since high school, college. I'm old. That's what she's saying." I feel you, Cecilia. Glad to see an effort to go vegan. Yeah, I'm actually saying vegan now instead of vegan. So, <laughs> I'm learning words. Words are hard. I worked in a slaughterhouse for two years. Worst time of my life. Oh, my God. I don't know how you did that. I feel bad for you. I used to raise rabbits, and uh, I felt real bad for them because I had them in their little cages, like, all the fucking time, like, trapped up in these little cages. And uh, then I had little babies, and I was only able to kill two of them. I killed two of them and ate them, and, like, it tasted so terrible. It tasted like murder. Like, I know that's hypocritical because I go to the store and let people murder the meat. But when I murdered it myself, it just tasted like wrongness. So I killed two of them and I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. And so I basically just let all the rabbits go. And I think I ruined the uh, e eco-culture of the, uh, the ecosystem of the uh, Ozark Mountains where I was living. Was I don't think you're supposed to release a bunch of white rabbits that are not native to the habitat there like I did. But I did because I couldn't kill them. So I guess probably, like, hawks and shit killed them instead. So I guess I did good for the Hawks and such. Did you hear about Carl Benjamin claiming that Jewish people use the Holocaust for political gain? Yes, we're going to cover that. Shitting on Carl is one of my favorite pastimes. God damn it, I love shitting on Carl. What a mess he is. Well, we're going to talk about that in Carl's uh, political campaign, which isn't going well. I mean, I guess it's not going well. It's not going well in the press. I don't really know how it's going in the polls. I don't think it's going very well for him, but who knows? Like, we live in the Trump era, so people are really, really, really uh, interested in supporting people who are giant pieces of shit these days. They're like, he's a piece of shit like I am. I love this guy. So, yeah, that's kind of the, the system we're living in now, unfortunately. So, who knows? He might get elected. But still, all the shit he's taken along the way is pretty fucking hilarious. So, we're going to cover that more in a minute. Hey, Dusty, I'm a student from Manhattan, New York. What do you think of these students skipping classes to protest climate change and gun violence, etc.? I haven't heard about that, but I think protest is American as apple pie. And if you guys want to do that, I think that's, you know, a good thing to protest against. Absolutely. 
Thank you for that. Free thinking secularists sent me twenty dollars. Thank you, free thinking secularists. I really appreciate that. That definitely helps. You're very kind. What's the difference between a pimple and a Catholic priest? The zit is kind enough to wait till you're twelve to come on your face. Love Catholic jokes. Hell yeah, they're raping your kids all over the place, but you gotta laugh to keep from crying. And I appreciate that, free thinking secularists. Thank you very much. Jonathan Stern, $5, says, I'm on dialysis. Well, that sucks. Way to bring us down, John. I'm just kidding. Sorry, dude. Um, Could one or more of you help me find a new kidney? I can't legally pay for one, but you will have my undying gratitude. I don't know if this is serious or not, and I don't know uh, anything about this, but if anybody would like to donate a kidney to Jonathan Stern, please consider it. He is a stranger, but he sent me $5, so he must not be that bad of a person. So, I don't know. Give me a kidney. Do it. And uh, I need both of mine. So, uh, yeah, I have kidney stones anyway, so you don't want mine. Like, you'll just be in pain all the time. Like, I have some kind of genetic disorder that causes mass kidney stones to be formed in my kidneys. So, you don't want mine. That's the only reason I'm giving it to you, though. If it wasn't for that, boom, i give you both of them. But, anyway, Shepard Book says, love you long time. You're so sexy. Thank you, Shepard Buck. You sexy. Or Book, or whatever the fuck your name is. I don't care what it is. You're still sexy. Love you. Uh, let's see. Ratbag. When will you have Matt Dillahunty on your show? Matt Dillahunty is never coming on my fucking show. Uh, I apologize to Matt Dillahunty. I feel bad for what I said about his wife. I want to apologize to Matt Dillahunty's, I think he's his ex-wife now. Uh, Beth, what was, her, what was her last name? Beth something. Anyway, people were mad at me because I apologized to Matt, but I didn't apologize to Beth. And I do also want to apologize to Beth for what I said. Like, while, while what I said was accurate, while I was telling the truth as far as I know it, not every fucking thing has to be said publicly, and I only said that shit publicly to be a dickhead. I only said it publicly because I thought it would be entertaining, and I was going through my edgy phase, and I was just thinking, oh, this be edgy and funny, <laughs> and I'll just do it, and I'll just say it, and I regret it, you know? I do regret saying what I said, and so I apologize to both Matt and his wife for saying that, but I don't think they're together anymore. I hope I had nothing to do with that. really do, because I'd feel bad. Andrew Boring gave me $20 and says, uh, anyway, go back to the former question. Uh, and I apologize to Matt, and Matt basically said, I don't give a shit. Fuck Dusty. Uh, he can just take his apology and shove it in his ass, which is completely fucking fine. Like, when you apologize to somebody, they don't owe you forgiveness. They don't owe you anything. They don't have to accept your apology. And he absolutely doesn't have to accept my apology. I totally fucking understand why he wouldn't want to do that or want to have anything to do with me. So that's cool. I will still support Matt anyway, even if he doesn't like me or doesn't, you know, uh, accept my apology, because... I think what he's doing is good. I think he is a good representative for humanism, and I don't think there's very many of us out there, you know. Um, so, whether he likes me or that or not, if he's doing a good good job, I'll still support him anyway. So you go, Matt, and I'd love to have you on the show, even though I know you'll never come. And back to Andrew Bourne, who sent me twenty dollars. Thank you, Andrew Bourne. That is very, very kind of you. It really helps. I really appreciate it. I love shitting on Carl too. You, my boy, Dusty, keep it up. Well, do man, appreciate it. Definitely, more people need to shit on Carl. Carl is an LOL clown. I hate that. I hate saying, I hate saying fucking LOL clown. That's so cringe. I don't know why I said that. That's like a shoe on head insult. Fuck, I don't want to give shoe on head insult. It's like calling somebody Spurgy. <laughs> You're so Spurgy. Look at you Spurgy out. <laughs> it's just, oh my God. You kids these days. Fuck, so cringe. So anyway, Sargon did Christian apologetics. You see it? Um, I'm trying to think what you're talking about. Maybe... I've seen so much. Maybe we'll go over it. I'm not exactly sure exactly what clip you're talking about, but we'll take a look at it in a second. And last but least, Kevin Amelia says, I would like to see more of your animal rescue. Okay, I will. I'll uh, make a video, and I'll have each one of the animals out individually, one by one, and I'll show you all seven dogs and ten cats I think we have now. I have a whole fucking house full. 
like I said, we bought a note house and we sectioned it off into three different sections. And uh, cats have two sections. And, oh, it's four sections. Cats have two sections. Dogs have one section. And we have another section. So it's pretty cool here. So anyway, that's it for Super Chats right now. Please consider sending me more Super Chats. Any question you ask will be answered. I don't fucking dodge anything. And the money goes to help the animal sanctuary. So that's a good way to support. And uh, I'll come back and I'll read Shepherd Books when I come back from the rest of the show. Let's keep on with the show. Great show so far, Dusty, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Hells yeah. Next up, who we gonna shit on? We gonna shit on Carl. You asked for it, you got it. We gonna shit on Carl. Dr. Christy Winters. Dr. Christy Winters is another controversial figure on uh, both YouTube and Twitter. You guys might remember her from taking lots of shit from Baring, who is an absolute goddamn joke. But it's hard to believe that guy has a lot of subscribers, too. Just the bottom of the fucking barrel. But anyway, he... Uh, Used to like to diss her by calling her Fisty Splinters. <laughs> fisty Splinters, aren't I so clever? I called her Fisty. <laughs> That's the insult. I kept. It's like they're like the children. It's like literally you're talking to less than 12-year-olds, like 8-year-olds. That's the level these people are on. She, she's literally a, 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 a doctor, a, a, a social scientist who has done scientific studies on social science and stuff, like real funded scientific work and shit. And... She comes publicly and gives her opinion on what the study she's done has proven, and they insult her by saying, Fisty Splinters! <laughs> fisty, get it? <laughs> she's been fisted, get it? And it's just like, oh my God, this is really the level of the people we're fighting against. It's like, how do they have more people than we do? How are they winning this? How are they winning by having all the money, by having all the fucking support? But, I mean, it's, I understand it. I understand because, like, they appeal to the lowest common denominator, and most people are like like forty nine point nine percent of people are below average intelligence. So it's really easy to get a large crowd by appealing to that kind of audience. But it's just so sad. Anyway, she likes to shit on uh, Carl as well as I do. And uh, her and Carl had a debate not too long ago, and God, she just fucking owned Carl. My God, it. In fact, let me see if I can uh, real quick. I'm going to try to explain the argument that Carl was like frozen by, completely frozen by. And I can't do a good of job explaining it's Christy, of course, because she has a really uh, professional way of speaking, really educated way uh, of speaking, and I don't have that, so I'm going to do my best with, with explaining it. But anyway, um, so Carl was like bitching about how we're reexamining gender roles, and Carl is almost like Jordan Peterson in the respect where he likes to fall upon the naturalistic fallacies. Gender roles are just natural, and we should just let nature play its course out, you know? Why are we interfering with nature? There's a reason things are the way they are. You know, nature has a plan, blah, blah, blah. Just stupid as shit. So now he was bitching about, at Christy about uh, why we need to re-examine gender roles in the modern era, and she explained to him, okay, well, it's because of modernity. Because of modernity, gender roles are less necessary than they were in the past, and so isn't it logical and reasonable that because of modernity we re-examine gender roles and what she was saying by that is okay in the past say yeah besides the the recent present it was almost like this in the entire past from the caveman days to just a couple decades ago where women needed more protection than they do now that they needed like protection by bigger stronger physically fit men which there are biological differences between men and women obviously and men are bigger and stronger and and Men also are much more likely to assault women and whatnot, and so men need to protect women from other men. And so this, these gender roles throughout history have served some useful purposes, and one of those is like a protection role. And this is like one small example I, I'm giving. There's lots of different examples of this, but this is just one I'm giving. But 
we live in the modern era now, and now the protection of women is not as necessary by a big strong man because we have things like the police force and the justice system and guns, and women are much, much, much more capable of protecting themselves now. And, uh, and just give like another example, like in the in the olden days, the gender roles were were more necessary because like you had jobs that required big strong men to do like digging ditches and and uh, lifting heavy things. But now we have like backhoes and shit. We have modern equipment that helps us do that. So it's not really necessary for the people that do this work to be incredibly strong. Women can do this just as easily as men can do. So we have modern technology now that has narrowed this gap on some of these things. And so considering modernity, what modernity has brought to us, is it not reasonable and logical to reexamine these gender roles and to see if, you know, if the gender roles are still uh, suitable enough where they're helping people the most now, you know, could, could they be reexamined and could we do them in a way that's more conducive with our current modern society? And he was like, had no response whatsoever, like a deer in the headlights. Like, I don't, I, I'm pretty sure he didn't really understand what she was talking about. He didn't really get her argument, but he was just kind of sitting there and he was kept asking her questions, instead of answering her questions, kept asking her more questions over and over again to kind of uh, stall. It's like a, a debate tactic where you don't really want to answer the questions, so you stall it by continuously asking more questions. And she just fucking crushed him, but yeah, she was right. Considering modernity, we absolutely should re examine the gender roles to see if they're you know, conducive to the best society we could possibly have right now. And a lot of people are saying they're not. And I agree. You know, a lot of the gender roles are just social constructs that aren't based upon anything anymore. They're, they're things that we need to reexamine and get rid of or, you know, at least at least have the decency to allow anybody to fit in any gender role they want to. Like, if you want to have a more feminine gender role, no matter what your biological birth sex is, why would you not be able to do that? Why would you not be able to choose whatever fucking role you want to choose without being harassed by it? That all makes sense. And the people like Carl have a problem with that because he's a fucking piece of shit. Anyway. She says, you're calling yourself a racist here, Carl. This is Carl's no account, backworlds man, whatever the fuck that means. And he is kind of calling himself a racist because the person says, it, it worked in Liverpool recently. So many people turned up to stop the racist that they got right back on the train and went home. Not a soul was hurt. Beautiful. And Carl responds by, yeah, it didn't work this time, you tyrants. It's like, you didn't get rid of us racists this time. I know what he's saying. I know he's not actually calling himself a racist, but he kind of is on accident because he's such a dipshit. He doesn't really pay attention to what he's saying. So, good job, Krista. Krista Windows. And, uh, so, because of Carl's candidacy for, he's going to be a mip, 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 for you, Kip. Uh, people have been playing, like, old clips of him. They're not even that old. But here's a clip where, basically, during the whole uh, Charlottesville rally thing, Carl kind of freaked out a little bit because he thought the alt-right were having bad optics. And he doesn't want that because he said many times before that it comes down to it, he supports the alt-right over SJWs. He specifically said that. And so Carl is always trying to coach the alt-right into having better optics so they don't get their ass kicked by SJWs because to Carl, racism is more acceptable than social justice. That's the kind of piece of shit Carl is. And so anyway, here's him like being angry at Charlottesville people, not because they're racist piece of shit, just because they're, they get bad act optics and they help out social justice warriors by doing this. So let's... Uh... Just look at this. How can this look anything other than repugnant to people outside of it. I mean, I appreciate that the alt-right is angry, and I can actually understand why they're angry as well. And I'm angry at the same people for different reasons. Mm -hmm. No, you're not. But man, the optics on this are fucking terrible. This was just... I don't think this is a win. <laughs> you know, I don't think this is a win. I only say this as someone who is also opposed to the same people. Again, it's 
They they do worse to you than they do to me, but my goodness, you're not helping anyone's cause with that. I only say this because I'm trying to help you out. I'm only saying this because this makes you guys look bad, and I don't want you to look bad. And that's exactly what the fuck he's saying here. I mean, there's no two ways about it. He has specifically said this. He is a, he supports the alt-right over SJWs. If he has to choose one of them, he will choose the alt-right every single time. And so he would rather have a white ethnostate than he would social justice. That's what he said. That's how fucking crazy and piece of shit Carl is. So... Like, everybody wants to shit on Carl for his rape comment, and I understand that it's red meat. It's a it's a good way to get clicks, and it's a good way to easily shit on him. People see that, and they immediately have a visceral reaction to it, and uh, so it's easy to pick on him about that. But there are so many other things that they could be using to destroy this guy with because he has, you know, just a history of being a giant fucking piece of shit. Let's see if we can cover some more of this. Um, this is my This is my take on it. What if Sargon really has been a liberal all this time, and he was just pretending to be a giant piece of shit so that he could infiltrate UKIP and destroy the party from within? And this is uh, in reference to an article that was posted recently that UKIP leaders quit over rape tweet candidate. Basically, multiple leaders in UKIP now have resigned from UKIP. They've joined a different party, a party from, I guess, uh, that Farange guy, whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, Nigel Farange, who used to, I think, be one of the leaders of UKIP, but also quit UKIP because they started bringing in people like Carl and uh, Count Donkula, and he was like, fuck that, I don't be any part of those sh- that shit show, so he started his own little party. So lots of people are leaving UKIP now and joining Farange's new party because they're embarrassed to be associated with uh, Carl Benjamin, Sargon Acad, and uh, Meacham, I guess his name, that's uh, Count Donkula, and I don't blame you guys, you guys should flee the sinking ship as fast as you possibly fucking can. Before Carl brings it down even further than he already has. Race to the bottom. And, uh, let's see. Yeah, their plies on this one are really cringe. So, this was uh, the Jewish Chronicle bringing up uh, a clip that Carl played. Basically, Carl was saying, I don't give a fuck about the Holocaust. You Jews, you Jews need to stop using identity politics. Let's see if I can play this. Because the reason this is interesting to me is for a different reason than most people find this interesting. See, most people think this is an anti-Semitic comment. And it, it, I guess it, it is sort of a little bit. It's kind of a one-sided. I'll, I'll explain why it's kind of a one-sided against Jews. But a comment he's made is actually, if you break it down, more racist towards like blacks and Mexicans and other minorities than it actually is against Jewish people. And uh, let's see if I can play it here. Is it going to let me go to the fucking website to play this clip? God damn it. Okay, let's, hopefully it's, hopefully it's going to be on the website pretty easily to play here. Should have bookmarked the other thing. Mm, here we go. Let's listen to the genius of Carl Benjamin. Hey, you. The R word is the same as every minority slur. Oh, God damn it. well, great job trivializing minority God slurs. You it. nigger spick fag chink kike retard. <laughs> Treat it that no, way. That was a funny and don't use it. Who the fuck do you think you are? Do you think you're my this fucking mum or something? God damn it. All right, here we go. Let's start over again. Call Benjamin. Call Benjamin. I dare you say I shouldn't be a piece of shit and use racial slurs against people. Who cares if they're offended? I want to upset people. That's my whole platform. Finger guns. It's, it's, it's really annoying. Like, I... You are acting like a bunch of niggas, just so you know. Right, you on. you act like white we people. It's part. really, like... Let's skip to the Jewish part. 
Jewish people are very smart. They work very hard. Of course they're successful. If we want to even have any idea that we're living in a meritocracy, if Jews weren't succeeding in our societies, they must be being held back. But they're not. They're, they're doing great because they're not being held back, because they do work hard, because they are smart. Jewish people, unfortunately for them, have got to drop the identity politics. I'm sorry about the Holocaust, but I don't give a shit. I'm sorry. And so, it's not acceptable. To people were like, oh, that's anti-Semitic. And it's more, what Carl's doing right there is he's actually parroting a white supremacist talking point. 100% that's a white supremacist talking point. And it's actually a white supremacist talking point against blacks and Mexicans and other minorities. And I'll explain why that is. Basically, Carl's argument here and the argument that white supremacists use when they put forth this argument is that Jews prove that we actually live in a meritocracy. We don't actually live in a racist society where people are held back because they're racist. Jews prove that. See, Jews are doing well. Jews are rich and Jews are smart and Jews are in control of a lot of shit, which proves that society is really not all of that racist. It's not as racist as people think think it is. And so if you take that argument to its logical conclusion, basically what he's saying there is that the other people who are not doing as financially as well, the other people who are not as much leaders in society, they're not being held back because of racism. They're being held back because of meritocracy, because they're not smart enough, because they're not good enough, because they're not educated enough. It's exactly what he's saying. So we can look at the stats that show black people far behind on levels of having positions of authorities, of income levels, of... Uh, being able to get jobs at the same rate that white people are, you know, all these fucking measurements by saying, oh, it's a meritocracy. It's actually a meritocracy. It's not a racist society. Basically, you're shitting on those people. You're, you're basically saying it's their fault. You're blaming them for their situation in life instead of recognizing that, no, the reason that black people have 10 times less wealth than white people is not because they're just intrinsically worse than white people are. It's because of hundreds of years of systematic oppression. It's because... When they did stuff like created the most affluent neighborhood in America, Black Wall Street, white people literally firebombed the goddamn thing to the whole ground. It's like how the Homestead Act, which is a land act that gave white people a lot of their wealth in the middle class, was excluded from black people. And it's it, that's just a few examples, but there are so many examples of this happening from generation to generation to generation. Every generation was shit on, and the generation that was shit on here got snowballed and that fucking oppression got transferred to the next generation who was also shit upon and it got bigger and that oppression snowballed and transferred to the next generation and so these ripples ripple through time and they affect things now they still affect the entire system now the system that was created mostly by white people for the benefit of mostly white people is still fucking in effect today and still affects these people so no it's not a fucking meritocracy the fact that trump is president and anybody could fucking think that this is a goddamn meritocracy this is the same arguments that jordan peterson uses to hey don't fucking speak out against shit you know just just sit down it's a meritocracy earn your shit it's the same fucking exact arguments, right? But it's bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. So they went on some other shit. But anyway, what was so cringe about it is like the comments that were left in this video from the Jewish Chronicle. Basically, Carl and his new fan base came and basically spammed this thing. And uh, these are the people that Carl is attracting. He's literally, he can say all he wants to, but, oh, I don't like the alt-right. I actually got banned from Twitter one time by sending porn to the alt-right. He can say that shit all he wants to, but it don't matter. He fucking attracts these people. And the reason why is because I, I just showed you in the last clip I played where he basically is giving them advice 
on how to have better optics so they can win this uh, information war. He um, continuously spreads the exact same talking points, like the meritocracy, white supremacy talking point. He spreads the exact fucking same talking points that they do. So while he does say, yes, I hate the odd right and I'm not racist, they are more than willing to overlook that because they agree with him on every fucking thing else because he is saying all the other stuff that they already agree with. And so, like, uh, he just, what they say to themselves is, oh, Carl just has to tell us that he doesn't like us. He has to pretend he's not racist. He has to pretend like he doesn't agree with us because otherwise he'll get shit on by the mainstream. So he has just to do that to save face. But we know what he really means. You know, we know that he really agrees with us on most everything. And no, I'm not saying all the alt-right likes Carl. Like, some of the alt-right do not like Carl, but lots of them fucking love Carl. And not just alt-right. Lots of racist people who don't consider themselves an alt-right fucking love Carl. And, you know, lots of people, they're not racist. They're just conservatives fucking love Carl. And this is why, you know, he spreads all the same fucking shit. But anyway, let's take a look at the people that he's attracting. Once again, this was left on the Jewish Chronicle. And these are Carl's fans and his new fans that came to left some comments. Um, there's something very satisfying about someone who has completely and utterly run out of fucks to give. This is like, see, he's a piece of shit just like we are. We love him. Keep being a piece of shit, Carl. You claim he is an alt-right YouTuber, which shows you have no idea what alt-right means. I know what alt-right means, and I don't think he's alt-right himself, but is he alt-right adjacent? Fuck yes, he is. Has the alt-right continuously come out and said that Carl Benjamin is an excellent entry point to the alt-right? Yes, they have. Fucking Richard Spencer has said that. Richard Spencer, who knows exactly who is drawing people to him. He knows exactly where the fans he is getting are coming from, and he's gone out publicly, and he said people like Chris Raygun, people like Carl Benjamin— they are bringing people directly into the alt-right. He said it. Now, wouldn't he know this is the guy who fucking is the expert on the alt-right, who is in the alt-right, and why the people were drawn to the alt-right. He is the number one expert in the world on this subject. He would fucking know, and he specifically said, it's Carl Benjamin and Chris Raygun and people like that. They're doing it, and there's a reason. Like I've said, I've been talking about this for two fucking years. It's because they go to these alt-right sites, like, maybe they don't even go to these sites. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just that the people that are on these alt-right sites come to them, and they bring them this information. Like, it's possible that Carl heard this uh, meritocracy argument about Jews from one of his fans and didn't realize that it's an alt-right white supremacy talking point. But it doesn't even matter because he doesn't bother to look or do any research or even think about this stuff, think through his arguments. So he attracts all these people, and then they feed all these ideas to him, and then he regurgitates them, and he parrots them. And that's what happens a lot of times. And um, so anyway, our guy, somebody posted... This perfectly sums up the identity politics debate, except he didn't say that, but he, he did say that. Anyway, I wish I could scroll through, but for some reason, Twitter does not want to load since I'm doing a fucking live show. It does not want to load and scroll down right now, because why would it? Why the fuck would you behave normally, Twitter, like you always do for always when I'm on a fucking live show? And, uh, let's see, that person shit on Carl, which is good. Most of these people, I think, supported Carl in one way or the other. Uh, why should he? It's something that happened basically a century ago in another part of the world by and to people who have nothing to do with them. Why should he care any more than any other random historical massacre? History is full of horrible things. We get on with life. I think a lot of the reason that people still bring up the Holocaust, a lot of Jews, it's uh, because, like it or not, there is still a giant, giant percentage of people that want to wipe out the Jews still. I mean, I, how many... Arabs are there? How many, like, I'm not, and I'm not trying to shit on all Arabs. I don't think probably all Arabs want to wipe out Jews. I'm not saying that at all. But there are a huge amount of people in the Middle East, and at least millions, I would think, 
millions of people in the Middle East that still want to wipe out Jews and that think that they're owed that particular piece of real estate in Israel because God willed it to them. And so, yeah, Jews are very quick to point out, hey, uh, we need to nip in a bud all this anti-Semitic talk because where it led to before was millions of us getting killed and we don't want to see that happening again. And so, yes, if there was nobody calling for the extinction of Jews still, if there was no anti-Semitism in the world still, yeah, I could see, okay, we'll stop talking about it. It, it's, it. it happened in the past and it doesn't affect you anymore. But we still have millions and millions, not just white supremacists, because white supremacists are a part of it. There are huge numbers of white supremacists now that hate Jews. But still, like I said, Middle Easterners, there are fucking tons of them out there. So, yeah, I can understand why they would want to bring it up and uh, not have that happen again, right? Even though I don't think it will, I think the world has changed and it will never happen again. I can definitely understand why they want to bring that shit up and want to keep that everybody's mind. And also, it's a good, it's, it's a good reminder to everybody where fascism leads. It, it doesn't bother me that the Jews continuously remind us of the Holocaust because it's an extra excellent history lesson. Those who fail to learn from history will repeat it. And so, yeah, it's one of the worst tragedies in history. And And also, it's funny that... The it happened in the past. Stop bringing that up. Doesn't seem to stop you guys from bringing up Stalin killing a bunch of people and uh, you know the communist countries and the socialist countries, quote unquote, who killed a bunch of people. You guys continuously bring that shit up. So it's fine to bring up all these uh, massacres and mass deaths when it suits you guys' narrative, but when it's the Jews doing it, oh shut up Jews! I don't give a fuck. Shut up Jews. See, just Carl, come on, be better, dude. Be better. Uh, anyway, lots of people are, I should have basically just bookmarked a few of these beforehand so I didn't scroll through and find these live on the air. But anyway, a lot of these people were supporting Carl on this, and it's cringe as fuck, and these are just the people he's attracted, you know? He's just right out attracting white supremacist shitheads, and he can say, I don't like white supremacy, all he wants to. But when you fucking parrot the exact same talking points they do... You're going to draw them, obviously. This is not fucking rocket science. It's like TJ saying, you magically think you can control your audience, Dusty. Nope, I don't. I think you can control yourself. I think you can control what you say, and I think you can control mostly who you attract by what you put out there. And I think, like, it's possible that I attract some shitheads, like some racist shitheads, and they, and they like me. But one thing they can't do is come be a fan of mine knowing that they are welcome because you are not welcome. I don't want you as a fan. I don't if you like Kekistan, even that is enough for me not to want you to be a fan. If you think the Honkler memes are fucking funny as shit, even that little bit to me is embarrassing enough not to want you to be a fan. So you can't be a fan of mine knowing you're welcome. You can be a fan of mine, but you can't be a fan of mine knowing you're welcome because you're not. I don't fucking want you. I don't want everybody. I'm picky about my fan base. I'm not interested in having millions and millions and millions of subscribers. I don't want you. You're embarrassing. So, yeah, you can fucking control who you draw to yourself, and at the very least, you can't have at least an out by saying, well, I may have some shitty fans, but they know they're not welcome here. I've made it very clear. That's the very least you can do to be a decent human being. But the problem is, is most of these people, they don't want to live up to the responsibility they have. And it's not just, it's everybody. All of you guys have, I'm going to go over this more in a minute about the responsibility you guys have being on social media and stuff because you guys have way more power than you think. But right now I'm just going to talk about like people who have a big platform like I do or Carl does or TJ does. There is a responsibility that you have when you have a large platform. You have a responsibility to make sure that misinformation doesn't get spread. You have a, a responsibility to make sure that you use your platform to in some way, make the world a better place than a worse place. And uh, just 
most people don't want to live up to their responsibility. It's as simple as that because living up their responsibility, not only does it take making an effort, but it also loses you fans, loses you a huge fan base and a huge amount of money, and most of these people do not have the integrity to do that. And it just really boils down to that. But anyway, Wild Gert is like another successful day of campaigning for UKIP. And yeah, the fucking press giving him a hard time. UKIP candidate Carl Benjamin accused Jewish people of identity politics over the Holocaust. Said he did not give a shit about the Shoah. This is the Jewish Chronicle. I just showed you that one. BuzzFeed UK. Carl Benjamin, the YouTuber known as Sargon of Akot, has repeatedly used the N-word and anti-gay slurs. UKIP MIP candidate Carl Benjamin defends racial slurs as freedom of speech in an interview with Sky News. So not going well. They're basically slamming him. Mass UKIP resonations in Tewksbury, Gloucestershire, Stroud, and whatever he said. I'll have, I don't know how you pronounce any of these words. Why you foreigners have such hard names to pronounce? Goddamn foreigners. I'll have joined Brexit Party this evening. I have the honor of working with the best campaign team there is once again. So, yeah, this is all the uh, leaders and stuff that resigned from the UKIP because of Carl Benjamin and Donkula. And uh, I also wanted to say, I should have pulled up that clip. Um, but anyway, uh, last, last show I played you guys the clip from Carl where he was basically defending his rape comment, his I wouldn't even rape you, which was what he said to a politician and, uh, over in the UK. And his excuse for why he said that was, she was making fun of laughing about men committing suicide. If she's going to be a bitch, yes, I'm going to be a bitch back to her. Just fucking deal with it. That was his excuse. She was making fun of men committing suicide, which is why he made the comment that he wouldn't even rape her. And so he was justified in doing that because she was being such a bitch making fun of men committing suicide. But I actually went and looked at the fucking clip Carl got mad at, and she never, never fucking makes fun of men committing suicide. You guys can go watch this yourself. What happens is, is she's on a committee, and there's like 10 other men on this committee with her. She's the only fucking woman, and she's talking about women's issues. And one of the men speaks up, and he says, it's strange to me, something along the lines of, I'm paraphrasing, he says something along the lines of, it's strange to me why we can always talk about women's issues here, but we aren't allowed to talk about men's issues for some reason. And she kind of giggles, and she looks around, and she says, I'm the only woman here. You guys are, there's 10 dudes surrounding me, way more dudes than women. You guys can literally bring up men's issues whenever you want to, whenever you want to. What is stopping you from doing that? And then she even goes on to say, I care very, very much about men's issues. I care very, very much about men, and I'm more than willing to talk about this with you. That was her response. She never, ever laughed about men committing suicide or any of that. Carl basically just fucking lied, lied out of his fucking teeth to make it seem like him saying, I wouldn't even rape you was a, a acceptable thing to tweet to her in response to what she said. But this is just Carl being Carl. He is just a giant piece of shit. And his entire platform, his entire spill is just how can I upset people? He's like a fucking child. Literally, this is a guy who says he supports Donald Trump because Donald Trump upsets people. It's like a little bitty kid, right? How can you even have a good faith argument with people like this? How can you take people like this seriously? You can't take people like this seriously. But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Carl Benjamin become fucking president. Not president. Uh, maybe. Maybe president. Not president. I, say so. I mean, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him become a UKIP uh, meep or whatever the fuck it is. Because, uh, you know, Donald Trump's president. This is the kind of shit society seems to reward for some reason. Reminds me of the, the last episode of The Twilight Zone I watched. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was about a kid that became president. And uh, he, he was basically evil. Turned out, Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. He's basically evil. 
and acted just like a fucking kid. It was just like Donald Trump acts. It was obviously a takeoff on Donald Trump, but uh, very, very spooky, and it's very, very similar to the way Carl Benjamin acts. And so anyway, here's another incredibly hot fucking take from Carl Benjamin. Let me just read the hot take first before I read what the person had said about it. Can we just admit that far right actually means working class? No. No, we can't admit that. Far right does not mean working class. Now, yes, a lot of idiots on the far right are very poor and have been kind into voting against their own best interests by the rich, rich, rich billionaires who run the conservative party. That's true. But there are plenty of fucking liberals who are also working class and uh, has nothing to do with being far or... It's just so stupid. He's just trying so hard to rebrand the far right as anything because he wants them to have better optics. That's what he wants. He's not far right, though. He's not all right. He just wants them to have better optics and beat the SJWs because the SJWs are the real the real uh, scary thing in our society. And somebody says, nah, Donald Trump is far right, isn't he? Not that it's because he's class traitor or anything. And this guy says, this is fucking Carl Benjamin. His literal response is, Trump is the biggest class traitor on earth. It's why he's a hero. Now, I know Carl doesn't really mean what he says. I know he'll literally just say anything to upset people. That's his whole thing. Are you triggered? <laughs> Are you triggered? <laughs> I mean, it's like a drooling fucking retard. I mean, I know it's not fucking politically correct to say retard. I don't mean that as a mentally ill person. I mean, retarded as in, like, he's not mentally ill, but he acts fucking so goddamn stupid. It's retarded. But anyway, Trump is the biggest class trader on earth. It's why he's like, how the fuck is Trump a class trader in any fucking possible way? I mean, like I said, I know I know Carl doesn't really believe this. I know he's just saying this because he's he's a piece of shit. But Trump literally put a billion and a, half, a trillion and a half dollars on the credit card and gave it to billionaire tax cuts. We're going to look at an article in a second that showed that all the uh, tax cuts Trump gave specifically went for giant corporations to do stock buybacks almost exclusively and help the middle class very very fucking little. It, it, the, the few things he could actually do that would help the middle class and be a race trader, not going to be right, class trader would be like if he implemented uh, universal health care, stuff like that, which would actually take taxes from the rich and would betray his own class and actually help the middle class, which he would never do, you know, something like that. Or if he expanded the social safety net, which would actually help the working poor. Or if he actually tackled global warming, which actually hurts everybody, not just the middle class, but since there's more in the working class than the middle class, specifically hurts us the most. He would do something about that, but he doesn't do anything about that. Nothing class traitor about Trump whatsoever. He is just another rich ideologue that does nothing but kowtow and give more money to the rich. And so just, you don't even have to attack Carl Benjamin on the stupid racist shit he says. You can just attack him on the policy stuff he continuously spews because it's all fucking ridiculous. Totally fucking ridiculous. And I just read this comment this person put on this just real quick. Somehow, Trump giving tax breaks to the wealthiest people in America classes as a, I guess classes as a class trader. That's not very well written, but anyway. And that far right is now being normalized as the working class. Please do tell us that while you work for a party that has historically campaigned for privatizing the NHS, moron. Yeah, all he's doing is he's just trying to normalize the term far right to make the far right seem like it's something more cool and acceptable than it actually is. And it's not. It's not cool. It's not acceptable. It's not something you want to be. There's a reason that these people are embarrassed to be called far right and they're trying to rebrand it. And uh, we're not buying it. I mean, maybe some people are, but I ain't buying it. That's for sure. I'm going to go back to read the Super Chats. Super Chats. Super Chats. Thank you guys for the Super Chats. Really appreciate it. Let's see. Scroll back up. Oh, my God. I've got a thousand Mexican dollars. That's like $10,000. Or it's like, I don't know. 
250 bucks, maybe? I don't know, 200 bucks? I don't know what it is. We'll get to that. Uh, all right, Cheryl Book said, hug your animals for me. I feel sad. Don't feel sad, man. My animals have it fucking made. Feel sad for the animals at the shelter that don't get rescued. Like, I go there. Like, I'm, I'm going to try not to cry. I'm such a goddamn pussy, God. I need to work out more so I have more testosterone. I don't cry all the time. But, like, when I go to fucking the... When I go to the uh, rescues and I just see all the animals, I just I, I can't stay there, because I, I, I just I want to take them all home with me and I can't. And so I just do the best I can. I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna move on. Sorry, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna get into that. Fuck. Okay. Whew. Butch up. Butch up. <sighs> okay. Uh, anyway, thank you for that, Shipper Buck. Appreciate it. Silver Hollow Prime, five dollars pounds. I guess. Would you consider Greater Sapien for your show? I don't know who that is, but sure. I'll consider anybody for my show. You get on well with him. He mainly goes after the Flat Earth community. All right, that seems cool to me. Uh, they're really ridiculous. I saw the uh, Netflix documentary on the Flat Earth community. It was pretty funny. They, were, they like did scientific ex- experiments that actually prove what they're saying is wrong, but their response was like, oh, my God, I don't know why this experiment is proving this. We must be doing something wrong with the experiment. No, the experiment is perfect. You did it perfectly. You just proved that Earth's not flat. But even when they do their own experiments, they still won't believe it. That's how crazy these people are. Progressive Voice gave me dot ninety nine and said, "Why didn't Vegeta want to fuse with Kakarot versus Buu?" Um, I'm a boomer and I'm old as fuck, but I think I'm starting to realize this is a Dragon Ball Z reference. I think. Sorry if I'm getting that wrong, but this was way, way, way fucking before my time. Like, uh, back in my time was like the Power Rangers. Like that was kind of the precursors to all this kind of. Silly shit. I know the Power. I know the Power Rangers was not like a cartoon, like Dragon Ball Z, but kind of the same energy. So, don't know much about Dragon Ball Z, so can't answer that question. I'm going to guess it's because uh, to to trigger the libs, maybe. I guess that's probably why he didn't want to fuse because it triggered the libs. Donkey Show, Donkey Show, one thousand Mexican. Hell yeah, we can go down to Mexico and have some tequila, get fucking drunk as shit. Even though I'm, I don't drink anymore, so that's a bad idea. Maybe I'll go get some Mexican weed. Hell yeah, get some Mexican weed. Smoke that shit up, even though Mexican weed's not really that great. God damn it. Come on, Mexico. Get your shit together. For God's sakes, Dusty, get your animals on a strict feeding schedule. Supervise after meals always till they poo, then clean up their poo immediately so they don't eat it and get reinfected. Otherwise, you're just hoarding animals and not giving them a healthy... I mean, it's a healthy sanctuary. It's fine. It's just that you can't watch them every fucking second. I mean, we do watch them, and we go out there, and we scoop up their poop as soon as they poop and everything. But, like, sometimes... We're not watching them for half a second, and one of them will poop and eat the other person's poop. But there's not, unless you're like watching them at all times, it's impossible to stop that. So, but don't you fucking shit on my animal sanctuary. We take good care of these animals. But thank you for that money. I appreciate it. And the more you donate, the more we have to actually take better care of them. But so thank you for that. You're helping. You're part of the solution. So the part of the problem, and I appreciate it. Pseudofo two dollars says sent you a message on Twitter on Carl Apologetics. All right, I'll check out that later when I'm off the show. Cheryl Books, another $2. I've been a follower of this cult for eight years or so, and I'm finally getting on my feet. Thank you for helping to free my mind. I ain't no problem, man. I really appreciate you uh, giving back and supporting me. I've been doing this for 10 years now. Hard to believe. Been rolling along with the Cult of Dusty for 10 years and uh, still going. A lot of people don't like this new shit I'm doing, but uh, hopefully I can build a new audience for this podcast and have the most successful podcast of all time. That's my goal. We'll see what happens. Uh, do you think eating ass is mealy as fook? Uh, I have never ate ass, so I don't know. And I've also never had anybody eat my ass. It's not really something that I'm, I would feel like uncomfortable. I'd be like, am I clean enough? Did I do a good enough job cleaning up down there? Like at first, I'd have to enema first. I'd have to like enema a bunch of times. 
And then I'd have to get some baby wipes and just wipe that shit so fucking clean. You could know, maybe some Clorox and bleach my asshole. Then maybe I would let a girl that I don't really respect that much do it. But other than that, never done it and never had it done to me. I did have uh, my girlfriend stick her finger in my butt one time, like a little bit. And then it, I don't like, I didn't like it. Like, it wasn't for me. Like, I've had people say, man, that shit feels good. Like, your G-spot, the male G-spot is in the anus. And you just got to get up there and massage that prostate. And you can milk the shit out of it. But it feels like a reverse poop. Feels like it should be exit only. That's not the way that goes. Don't put it in there like that. It's like, no, thank you. So anyway, that's way too much information. D-Dog, 2015, sent me $20 pounds. Not thank you very much. That is very kind of you. In case you didn't know, MIP stands for Member of the European Parliament. I did not know that. Which is a legislative government, kind of, of the European Union. Sort of like the U.S. Congress. But if the states had more power. So he's running for a member of the European Union, but he wants to get rid of the European Union? So isn't he running for a job that won't exist anymore if Brexit happens? I don't know. Maybe I'm completely out of the loop on that, but that seems odd to me if that's the case. Don't know, but thank you for that 20 pounds, and I appreciate the education on that. I had no idea. I'm still learning about foreign politics. You goddamn furners with your fern fucking politics and your queens and whatnots. Andrew Warren sent me another $20 and said, God, Sargon has no idea how bad this will play out for him. Well, no, I was like looking into it, and he is uh, almost at an all-time high on his Twitter views. Not Twitter views, on his uh, YouTube views. So this is actually working out amazingly well for Carl. He is doing, like, even if he doesn't get elected, it seems like all the press is really helping out his channel, and he's making a bank off of it, and he's making, you know, more money, and it's going to help him forever because he'll have the subscribers forever. And so, uh, yeah, it's working out great for him. People don't give a shit. They don't care that he is a, a giant asshole. They don't care that he's spreading white supremacist propaganda. They don't care that he uh, prefers the alt-right and is trying to coach them into a victory. They don't care that he continuously does things like go out on Twitter and find fake accounts to use to blame the left for the Charlottesville rally. They don't care about that stuff. They just like somebody who's as much of a giant piece of shit as they are. And they're like, yay, we love this guy. We'll vote for him. And so it's, it's working out for him. It is. like sad. It's sad that this is the society we live in. And hopefully we'll change it. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying. I'm doing my best to try to change it. And you guys, right now, you're supporting me. And I really fucking appreciate that. You're really supporting me. Like, you're a part of the solution. But they're still winning, dude. Make no bones about it. These motherfuckers are still winning this battle. They got way, way more views than we do. Um, it's not even close. Like, the quartering. I might show a clip in a second. Um, but just to talk about that. The quartering is one of those guys who made the videos about... Uh, Captain Marvel movie. He made like out of like 30 videos. He probably made at least 50 videos now or more about Captain Marvel. And uh, about how SJWs are ruining everything and liberals are ruining society. And he, he was showing his how much uh, subscribers he gets. And he gets like over a thousand subscribers every day still by making that kind of content. I get maybe a thousand every couple months now, if that. So he, he's getting more in a day than I get in months. That's still what's popular. They're still fucking winning. So. Yeah, I, I'm trying, and we're trying to combat it, but, like, we're losing, and we still need all you guys' help. We need you guys to—there's so much you can do. People are always asking me, Dusty, just use us. What can we do? And the only thing I can know that for you guys to do to help me is to spread the videos. You know, if you could tell people about this podcast, if you could, you know, take short clips that you like out of this podcast, put up on your channel or whatever, you know, stuff like that, or or donate money. That's the best way I can think to help, but, yeah, we're getting our ass kicked, dude, still. We've got to fight the good fight, but it's it's hard. Lots of super chats. All right, cool. I like to see that. Okay. Thank you, Andrew Board, for that. Appreciate that. Dead Meme said, would you ever do a video on some black guy? Uh, I'm not really sure some black guy is 
justifies me doing an entire video on. I've shit on him pretty hard in the past, and I've shit on him pretty hard on the podcast that I've talked about on the podcast. He was basically a huge token for uh, lots of people like um, Andy Warski, who uh, you guys might remember from my previous podcast, likes to go out in public and uh, have his super chats from his live stream read live so his racist fans can say racist things that are read out loud, upset people. That's kind of the level he's at. But back in the day, we were all telling some black guy, hey, you know, you're these guys are clearly racist. They're, they're clearly crypto racist. And you're like hanging out and buddy buddy with them. And they're using you as a token. They're basically saying, see, we can't be racist. We're hanging out with this black guy. This black guy's doing the OK symbol. We can't be racist pieces of shit if we're with the black guy who's doing this. Hey, yeah, we're doing the Nazi salute, but we're with the black guy while we're doing it. So we can't be racist. We're just trolling. But then he obviously went on. Warski went on to become named the new it boy by the two largest white supremacy websites on the Internet. So... We were right. We told you, some black guy, exactly what was happening, and then you didn't listen to us. And then when it was found out, that, in fact, not only did you not listen to us, but you shit on me specifically. You shit on me, you lied about me, you smeared me. And uh, now that it was found out 100% because of history, we know now that I was right about it. Have you owned up to it? Have you apologized to me? Have you spoken out against the people you helped to signal boost for, that you helped be a token for? No. You swept the whole thing under the rug and completely ignored it. That's what all of you guys do. That's what the entire skeptic, anti-Islamic community does. They never own up to their shit whatsoever. We're going to talk about that in, again in a minute with shoe on head. They never fucking own up to anything. And people are just like, oh, oh well, let's just forget it. Move on. Who cares? It was a year ago. Blah, blah, blah. But no, dude. You, you can't expect redemption unless you're actually willing to own the things you did that were that caused harm to the public. If you cause public harm, then you owe the public to own up publicly to your fuck-ups and use your public fuck-ups as a learning tool to not only help other people learn from your fuck-ups, but also to prove that you have changed yourself by learning from your fuck-ups. And until you do that, you don't deserve redemption. That's my opinion. Let's move on. Thank you for doing this kind of content, Dusty. Dollar 99, thank you. I appreciate that. Faraday Speaks. I won't have Faraday Speaks on the show sometime, I think. People have asked me to do that. I think he was one of these... Uh, Kind of like me, got into the shit posting and the alt light shit a little bit, and then kind of got. I guess he had a crisis of conscience, and like I did, and so started to speak out against it. And so I appreciate your videos, speak out against it, keep doing that. Alfred Gonzalez says, "What if racists actually had different intelligence?" Uh, okay, I guess. Well, I mean, the thing is, is race is mostly, almost entirely, a social construct. So you'd have to define race first. You know, if race is just a social construct, then it's kind of a meaningless thing. It's a meaningless thing to uh, judge people by, in my opinion. I mean, we don't have any good definition of what race is except for people know, like, what they're treated like. They know if they were treated like a black person. They're like, well, I'm, I was treated like a black person my whole life, so I'm black. But there's no, like, genetic determination. Like, these specific set of genes make you black. If you have all these genes, you're black. These specific genes make you white. If you have all these genes, that makes you white. We have no fucking indication biologically of that whatsoever. So it's a useless classification. And that's what the... Uh, Anthrop Anthropological Association of America, the number one organization on earth that studies this and are the experts on this. That's exactly what they say. So if anybody knows more than they do, please write your paper and collect your Nobel Prize. Atheist Jewish Messiah says, it's an attempt to pit two minority groups against each other. Jews are successful due to historic discrimination and job restrictions on Jews could take. Yeah, I mean, Jews have had it bad in history, but as, as far as America goes, they have not nearly had the same oppression as black people have. Now, I'm not saying Jews have not been oppressed in America. Not fucking saying that. I'm saying it has been nowhere, not even fucking close to the same level as black people. Not 
even fucking close. Anybody that denies this is just fucking stupid. So it's like comparing apples and oranges, and it's a silly thing, but that's like that's why it's a white supremacist talking point, because their talking points are ignorant and stupid, and they're not based on anything. All right, SEK, I don't know what that is still. Somebody told me last time, and I'm too stupid to remember. I'm going to guess it's South Korea, but I'm pretty sure you have it on your own internet in South Korea, so it can't be that. So I don't know. Whatever it is. Thank you, Sophie. Maybe it's Sweden currency. I don't know. I'm stupid. That sounds like a Swedish name. So I'm going to say it's Swedish. Um, some support. Oh, yeah, some support. Look at that. It says right there. All I had to do was read. Reading is fundamental. Fun, duh, mental, Dusty. Some support from Sweden. Keep up the good work. Okay, now I know. Ha <laughs> ha. SEK, Sweden. Gotcha, Sophie. Thank you. Really appreciate that. And I love Sweden. Sweden's one of my favorite fucking places. I'm a social Democrat, and I think that uh, Sweden is not the best. I mean, it's not a utopia, of course, and it could be better, but as far as government goes, they've proven that they have one of the best systems on Earth so far, so why not copy the best systems on Earth and create the greatest system from all the good systems? That's my opinion. DeRay Dubin says, The problem with the excuse, I can't control my fans, is that those who use it want to treat them like ugly sugar mamas. Yeah, that's the only reason they say that. You don't try to control your fans. You don't try to uh, distance yourself from shitheads. You guys purposely attractive you know what you're doing when you fucking talk to the alt-right and you're trying to coach them on good optics you know that you're going to fucking attract those people don't lie and you know they're a huge part of your fan base because you've read the comments that people are leaving you you know who these people are stop playing fucking dumb we all see it dude uh tulsi tulsi 2020 new zealand two dollars I heard something about her I didn't like. Oh, I think what it was was uh, that she made all her campaign staff register as independent contractors so she wouldn't have to pay them benefits, which is shitty. It's a shitty thing to do. You need to pay your workers a living wage and pay them benefits and stuff, especially if you're giving lots of donations and shit. Other than that, like I think she, I think position-wise, she's okay. Um, not going to shit on her too far, far from that. So, anyway. DC3, $20. Did you hear that a New York YouTuber named Joey Salads, I know who that is, is running for Congress? No, I did not hear that, but that is awful. Joey Salads is one of these guys who has a history of making racist, uh, viral videos. I think one of them he did where he made look like black people were breaking into a car, further uh, promoting the stereotype that black people are criminals and shit. So not really the best guy in the world to stand behind. But anyway... The guy did some toxic crap during the 2016 election trying to make all black people look bad. Yeah, then way ahead of you. See, I know what you guys are going to say before you even say it. Look up Phil DeFranco for more info. Yeah, I'm kind of slightly familiar with that. I became familiar with Joey Salads during the whole MAGA hat kids thing where he kind of had the inside scoop. And I kind of agree with his opinions on the MAGA hat kid thing a little bit. But other than that, dude seems like a mostly a piece of shit. Just another one of these anti-SAW cookie cutter accounts. Not really interested in that much. $10 from Shades of Grey. I'm surprised no one has brought up that Carl has said on video that Andrew Anglin is the most persecuted person on earth. Uh, yep. Somebody should clip that and put it on Twitter. I'm sure it will be on there before too long. And I will comment on the next video. Thank you, Shades of Grey, for that. Appreciate it. Butthole Weeb. What a name. Do you watch anime, Dusty? If so, what is your favorite? No, I don't watch anime. Like, back in the day, like 20 years ago, I used to watch stuff like Legend of the Overfiend because, like, it was my first introduction, uh, introduction to, like, tentacle rape and stuff. And uh, that's not my kink, but it was kind of interesting just because I'd never seen that shit before. I was like, what the hell is this shit? This is some crazy-ass shit, yo. But no, not really got into much anime, to be honest with you. I don't really like cartoons all that much, or I don't know if you consider anime cartoons or not, but you know what I'm saying. 
but thank you for the question. Ethan Davenport, what do you think of Emperor Quin Shi Huang? I don't know anything about Emperor Quin Shi Huang. That's way out, out of my uh, knowledge base. So sorry, but thank you for the money. Appreciate that. Snowy Snowman, $1. And I said nothing. And John McDonald gave me $2 and said, much love from Oxford, Mississippi. What's up, John McDonald? You right down the road from me. Hell yeah, Oxford, Mississippi. That's where I got a lot of my animal rescues from animal, uh, what is it called? The uh, Oxford Humane Society, whatever it is. Got a bunch of them from there. So, hell yeah, I love Oxford. You just live right outside Oxford. Oxford's a good little town. I watched you back in the day, and ever since you started back up, interesting change up, but I dig it. Make a few standalone vids when you can, like TJ does this podcast and his rant vids. Yeah, like I said, I'm going to make, before the month is out, I'm going to make one uh, religious bullshit video at least. Maybe two, we'll see, but at least one religious bullshit video. And uh, next month, I'm planning, we'll see what happens. I'm planning on doing a video a week, a regular video a week. I'm, I'm going to try to do it like on a regular schedule, maybe Wednesdays. Um, so I can have uh, the podcast on Mondays and Fridays and then a regular video on Wednesdays. And so people can get used to regular content from me. It's going to be a lot more work, but if you guys will support it, I will keep doing it. And that's the end of the Super Chats for now. Please, more Super Chats. Definitely the lifeblood of the show, and I really appreciate it. And now we're going to move on to shit on Dave Rubin. One of our favorite, favorite, favorite assholes to shit on, Dave Rubin. And oh my God, this is, you guys know Tommy Sotomayor? Tommy Sotomayor is basically uh, Cousin Tom. Can't say Uncle Tom because that's racist. So Cousin Tom. Um, and he's like this Uncle Ruckus figure. He's, I guess he's rich or wealthy or something, but he makes his uh, fame and a lot of his money by just shitting on black people all day long. He's like a self-hating black... I don't know if he's self-hating. I don't know if he hates himself, but he definitely seems to hate other black people. That's all he fucking does. And you can you can always tell the kind of uh, attitude somebody has by who they extend charity to and who they uh, withdraw it from. And he's always extending charity to white people and always withdrawing it from black people. So, you know, it's just a shtick. You know, there's always a niche for everything, a niche. I say niche, but that's not how you say that word. There's always a niche for everything, and his niche is kind of he's the racist black dude. And since, since that's kind of novel, you don't really see that a lot. Uh, he, has a lot of that, he has a lot of people that support him and shit for doing that, which is sad. But anyway, so uh, he had Tommy Sotomayor on his show, and like Ruben always does, he never calls anybody out on anything, especially if they're, they they lean to the right. He just lets them spew whatever garbage that they want. He never looks them up, and he could have looked Tommy Sotomayor up, and he could have seen that he is uh, fervently anti-gay. He is a giant bigot. They could have seen he is very, very racist towards black people. He could have seen so much if he would have just done 10 minutes of research, and maybe he did. Maybe he just doesn't give a shit. I don't know. But anyway, he had Tommy Sotomayor on, and then this is the conversation he had where he basically just uh, whitewashed, quote-unquote. He softball interviewed Tommy Sotomayor, the whole thing. And then after the interview, Tommy Sotomayor found out that Dave Rubin was gay, and this was his response. He basically gay-bashed Dave Rubin. So let's take a look. You can't even have a preference around a liberal. A liberal um, homosexual says, well, you should accept my lifestyle. But if you say, well, I accept your lifestyle, I just don't want my kid to be one. Well, you're a bit. Well, wait a minute. I accept the fact that you want to be homeless. I don't want my kid to be homeless. <laughs> I accept the fact that you want to smoke crack. I don't want my kid to smoke crack. <laughs> Look at Dave laughing. <laughs> You're basically comparing my love and the love and the person I love the most in the world, my husband, 
you're basically comparing the way they were born to somebody who smokes crack or somebody who's homeless. <laughs> I'm just going to laugh about that while you fucking disgustingly insult the person I love more on this earth than anything else. I'm not going to fight back against what you're saying whatsoever. I'm just going to let you say it. <laughs> Marketplace of ideas. I agree. It's Dave Rubin for you. Man, if you fucking said something like that about the person I love, about the person that I fucking wed and cared about more than anybody else on the earth, you think I will let that fucking pass? You think I will let you call them and compare them to a homeless person or a crack addict? Fuck no, I wouldn't. I'd be all over that motherfucker. But clearly, Sotomayor doesn't know Dave Rubin is gay, and Dave Rubin doesn't have the fucking balls to stand up for himself and say anything because he's a fucking sellout. Anyway, let's go ahead. What do we do from here? What do we do from here? What do we do like, from here? I think most people, I think a lot. Why not fucking call him out for that bullshit, dude? He just said the person you love more on earth than anybody else is the same as a cracked addict or a homeless person. The way that the person you love more than anybody else in the world was born, something they didn't choose, something that was just biological, he just compared it to cracked addiction and homelessness, and you're sitting there not saying fucking anything. Dave, dude, this is why. This is why people like they don't like you, man. They think you're fake. They think you're phony. They think you're in this for the money. Because you are. It's obvious. It's so fucking obvious, dude. Well, I know a lot of my audience is going to hear you, really hear you, <laughs> and go, this is the type of stuff that I think needs to be heard more. <laughs> God damn it. Could he be more of a fucking sellout? The dude is literally insulting him and the person that he loves more on earth than anybody else, and he's saying, yeah, this is the exact type of stuff I want people to hear more of. This is awesome. Oh, my God, dude. What is wrong with you? And I think that the group of people that are talking about this stuff is actually growing. I, I do mm -hmm. see this. Yeah, At the same time, the people who don't want to hear us are getting more and more hysterical because that's all they got left. Even say God, okay, maybe I am getting hysterical, dude. But can't you understand why? Because I seem to want to defend the person you love more than anybody else on the earth more than you do. Why do you not care about your own loved ones? Why do I care more about you and your loved ones than you do? Why are you spreading bigotry and hatred against yourself and the people you love? Really? I mean, is the money really that good? Is it really that worth it? Are all those nice suits really that worth it? Are all those nice meals you eat really that worth it to sell your fucking soul for? Is it really that worth it? Because I don't think it is, dude. Like, I'm, I've been rich and I've been poor and it's fine. Being poor is fucking fine. You don't have to fucking sell your soul for this shit, man. You can have integrity. You can stand up for yourself. It's just sad. Anyway, so here is where Tommy Sotomayor finds out that uh, Dave Rubin was gay. Even said they hate Dave Rubin because he's a gay man with the wrong opinion. Dave Rubin is gay? No! He got a husband? I did not know. I was in his presence. I didn't know. I shook his hand. I sat down with him. Why would y'all tell? Why did y'all tell me before I went on the show? Oh, Stephen, why would you send me this? Oh my God, Stephen, you ruined my day. What a fucking giant piece of shit. Now let's. Now it's even more hilarious listening to this from Dave Rubin. Getting more and more hysterical because that's all they got left. Are getting more and more people who don't talking about this stuff is actually growing. I, I do mm -hmm. see this. At the same time, the people who don't want to hear us are getting more and more hysterical because that's all they got left. Even said, they hate Dave. <laughs> Talking about hysterical. The guy's literally hysterical because you're gay. He said he fucking touched your hand because you're gay. That's the people that you're putting on your show. That's the people you're platforming. That's the people you're making more popular. That's the people you're signal boosting for, Dave. 
This is what you've become. This is who you are now. And you're doing it all at the same time while you work for PragerU, who is funded as a propaganda arm of the Wilkes brothers, Ferris Wilkes, who is a hate preacher, who also teaches that you, as a gay person, is the same as somebody who commits bestiality and molests children. That's who you work for. These are the type of people you platform and spread. This is who you are, Dave. We don't hate you because you're conservative. We don't hate you because of that. We don't hate you because we're hysterical and we're just SJWs who want to shut down the conversation. No, dude. We don't like you because you're a fucking sellout who spreads fear, who platforms and helps make people more famous, who are fucking goddamn bigots and spread hatred. We don't like you because you're fucking part of the problem and it's clear you're doing it for money. You are shit, dude. Okay? Just like, you don't have you don't have to be this, dude. You don't have to be like this. You can change. Everybody can change, man, even including you. But I know the money's good. I know that money's good, and you don't really give a shit. So anyway, uh, more Dave Rubin shitting on. Oh, yeah, this is funny. Uh, let, me, let me look at that second. Let me find the other ones. And this is what, so people pointed out the clip of uh, Tommy Sotomayor gay bashing Dave Rubin and being uh, pissy at him. And Dave's response was, I don't get why the losers, I don't get why the loser trolls are sharing this. No, no. I get why the loser trolls are sharing this, but I don't even see the big deal. This was obviously after I had him on the show and he seems like a troll himself. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares that I platformed a fucking bigot without looking up the stuff he says before I had him on my show? Who cares that I helped spread hatred and fear and bigotry towards the people that I love. Who cares that I'm a fucking sellout? It's just loser troll sharing this. No, Dave, you don't get to fucking wave this away with your hand, okay? We're sharing this because it shows what kind of person you are, what kind of human being you are, what you've turned into, what you're doing. And I know you don't like that. I know you don't like people pointing out exactly what you're doing, seeing right fucking through you and pointing it out to you. So you have to call us loser trolls, but no, dude, no. You're the one fucking platforming loser trolls and helping their hatred to spread. And uh, this guy says, we care, Dave, because you had the ability to background check this guy, and yet you still brought him on. He was saying tons of shit, tons, had a whole fucking career of saying shit like this before he was ever on your show. And instead of looking up a single fucking bit of that and calling him out on any of it, you did none of that. You sucked his dick and told people that he was worth listening to, that he was one of the important voices that were worth people going out and listening to and researching. That's what you did, Dave. Which brings me to this one I thought was kind of funny. Next on the Rubin Report, Night King and Dave Rubin, race, identity politics, and cancel culture. <laughs> That'll be a, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Hey, you're just misunderstood, aren't you, Night King? Yeah, you just want to make the world a better place and get rid of all those northerners who want to put up walls between us. You want to break down walls. That's all you're trying to do so we can have open communication. Isn't that right? Fucking anti-SJWs and the cancel culture. So anyway... Dave Rubin, peace, shit. Hells yeah. All right, let me stop real quick. Now I finished the Dave Rubin segment. See if there's any more super chats, super chats, super chats, super chats. Uh, okay, $5 from Rave Dubin. Obviously not a Dave Rubin fan, I imagine. No, Dave Rubin is a, an escaped reject clone of mines. He was rejected because he was born without a spine, a pair of balls, and only half a brain. Well, he's just a, more of he's just a sellout than anything else. He's just, he, he loves money. And he realized that being on the anti-SJW side and the conservative side is the way to make money on YouTube right now. And he does not give a shit if he platforms people who are harmful to our society. None of these people do. They don't give a fuck about it. They really don't. It's like why Shoe on Head platforms 
platform to Lauren Southern. You know, they don't, they just don't give a fuck. They, they will attach themselves to anybody they think will make them more popular and help them get more views and subscribers and money and fuck society. They're, they're, they just don't, they're just worthless humans. They don't give a shit. And that's what it boils down to. This is why I call him Uncle Ruben. Yep. But you can't say that because that's racist. Thank you, Bryson Christ. More Super Chats, please, as we move on. All right, the next thing we're going to get into is some drama. Um, now, anybody that watches this show knows that I hate fucking drama. I stay away from drama every chance I get. Fuck drama. I'm just not really into it. Wink. But uh, don't lie. You people fucking love drama. Everybody fucking loves a little bit of drama, and it's, it's entertaining. And So I'm going to talk about some people most of you might not know about. I'm going to talk about uh, David Sherratt. Uh, he is a... Uh, popular, semi-popular figure on Twitter these days. And for those who don't know, there's kind of like a cliques that formed on Twitter. And uh, some of them are like anti-SJW cliques, and they all like look out from each other, and they all like attack anybody who attacks one of them. And, and then on the other side, there's like these, uh, what, what, what they're called SJWs. We're not really SJWs, but that's what we get called. And uh, we basically fight against the anti-SJW community, fight against fascism, fight against uh, the right and Republicans and conservatives and whatnot on Twitter. And we are in the minority. We're still heavily, heavily, heavily fucking outnumbered by these other people, but we still fight the best fight we can. And one of the minor figures who is popular in this community is a guy named David Sherratt. He's a young, young kid. I, I guess he's probably early 20s, maybe even a teen. He's real young. Um, still got a lot to learn, but... Seems like an okay guy to me, you know, pretty much does a decent job most of the time fighting back, and he's gone on a lot of these uh, internet blood sports programs and done his best to combat the white supremacists that are on there, and, like, I won't be part of that at all, and I'm not really sure if he should be part of it either, but, like, he's done an okay job, so I'm not going to shit on him too hard about that. But he's also one of these people that uh, the anti-HWs love to shit on, and they love to like, call names, and uh, call him, they call him shit rat, and they always make fun of him because they say he looks like a girl and whatnot. So anyway, he recently got into a bit of uh, drama. and So now they're all using this drama to attack uh, all men on the left and all what they call male feminists. They're like saying, oh, all you male feminists are just like David Shitrat. He just he just proves once again that uh, the stereotype we use against you guys is true. And so I'm going to go through the, the drama with him and explain, you know, why I why I think he could have avoided this drama. And, and, and the reason I'm going through this is like I know a lot of you don't give a shit about him or this other girl that we're going to talk about. But that's not even the point. The point is that there are a lot of life lessons that can be learned from other people's mistakes and by going over this stuff. You, you can learn some important life lessons, regardless if you care about this person particularly or not. It's, it's interesting to use other people's experiences and failures to uh, make yourself better. You can learn without having to actually make these mistakes yourself. So it's important to go through. And it's also important to go through this stuff to attack um, this meme that's going around that this is the way that most male feminists are because it's just not true. So anyway, let's get into it. Um, let's see where I want to start with this. All right, so I guess I'll just go ahead and start here i don't want to out this girl hopefully i won't out her um because i don't feel comfortable with outing who this particular girl is but there's there's one particular girl in the uh in this sort of community that we're in um she's not like a big part of it but she's i think i used to follow her on my old account before uh she and heads fan base got me permanently banned from twitter and i think she followed me back and she's a real pretty real striking looking red-headed girl real pretty blue eyes um and the kind of girl that stands out, you know, the kind of girl you notice because there's not a whole lot of young pretty girls in the skeptic community because it's mainly uh, dominated by men for whatever reason. So anyway, um, I guess her and this David guy have been friends for a long time on Twitter. 
I think he is from like the UK or something and she lives in America. And so they formed a friendship or whatever. And I guess he kind of fell in love with her, you know, and it, it appears it wasn't requited. It was unrequited love. And I've kind of been through a lot of this shit myself. I've made a lot of the same mistakes this kid made myself. And so I'm not just shitting on him for making these mistakes because like they're literally stuff I've done too that I had to learn from. And a lot of this stuff you just learn from maturity. So anyway, I guess what he did was he wanted to go to America and try to woo her. And, uh, which is really, really bad idea. So he bought this like $3,000 plane ticket and he was planning on flying over here and making his feelings known to her and woo her and whatnot. And um, I guess he was telling everybody, uh, uh, not everybody, but a lot of his friends and stuff in private that that's what he intended to do. And he intended to like just go and just try to kiss her and, and stuff like that. And I guess she wasn't arrested. So it became really awkward. So she, uh, I guess people that he told that to messaged her and he said, you know, you might want to let this guy down easy before he flies all the way out there because he clearly has feelings for you and he's going to, you know, try to make a move on you. And if you don't feel the same way about him, you should definitely let him know before you, he flies all the way to America to try to do this. And, um, so it did not go well. Let's just say, I'm going to read her public comments that she released after what happened, and this is what she said. Oh, I guess it has her name here. She says she's going to delete her Twitter anyway, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Um, and hopefully she won't be too mad at me because she, she put this publicly. I wouldn't have be talking about this if they both hadn't said all this stuff publicly. So they are making it public, so it, I think I'm justified in talking about it. But anyway, here is her comment about the whole situation. I'm having someone else post my statement because I really don't need a bunch of people spamming my mentions. I'm already pissed and hurt, but I feel the need to say something. A while back, David was planning on coming to America and stopping to buy to visit. Great. Totally cool with that. We've been friends, and it's good to hear he's traveling. Later on, a few friends of his told me rather aggressively that he had feelings for me, something he did not reveal. I ended up taking it. I ended up talking it out with David. It turned out he was pretty much coming to the States to woo me. I told him that the distance factor would make dating impossible, as gently as possible. And he was cool with it, saying he would also go to the other parts of America he wanted to visit. I'd also told him I would be very busy that week with helping out various family members during a time of distress, something that abruptly came up. One of my family members ended up getting sick the day after I met David, and I told him I'd be unable to meet up with him because of it. The nice guy mask came off to reveal entitlement, claiming I was lying, making excuses, not putting any effort for him. I have sick, disabled, and dying family members to tend to, while also having to work and do household chores, yard work for various family members. He backpedaled when I called him out on it. He DM'd what essentially was a self-invitation to a family member's home, strange for obvious reasons. He then went on to talk about how he intended to kiss me, despite me making it very clear that, I, that a relationship could not happen. Him feeling he was more entitled to my time than my dying great-grandma, the fact he kept his intentions in the past secret, and he intended to kiss me despite telling me he was fine with just being friends, led me to believe that I could have ended up in a very uncomfortable situation. I have since blocked him, but I worry about how he might retaliate. He knows sensitive information about people I have feelings for and have worked with on combating the alt-right. After two years of friendship, I expected better. I was playing I was played for a fool by a nice guy. I initially was going to keep this quiet, but after hearing that I am not the only girl this has happened to, I feel the need to speak out. I initially had a great time with David when I met him, and I would not backtrack on that, but his true colors eventually shine through and let me and left me pissed and heartbroken over a lost friendship. 
And so this was the thing that all the alt-right people and all the HWs read. And they're like, see, this is the typical male feminist. This is all they're doing. This is why they pretend to be feminists. They're pretending to be nice guys just because they want to get sex with girls. And they want to date girls. And they think by pretending to be feminists and being nice to women that they'll carry favor with these women. And that's the only reason they're doing it. And, hey, there, there might be some male feminists that do this. Maybe this is something to do. This is, uh, this is a talking point that uh, Jordan Peterson made famous on the Joe Rogan podcast, and Joe Rogan like backed up Jordan Peterson and, and, and basically said this bullshit too, that, yeah, yeah, Jordan, that's why male feminists are male feminists. They're just trying to suck up to women. They're just liars and dishonest. Fucking Joe Rogan. But look, sure, there might be some male feminists who are like this, but not every male feminist, or not even the most of us are like that. It's just ridiculous. Look, I'm a male feminist, and it has nothing to do with attracting women. Like, I do okay with women. Like, not the greatest in the world, but, like, I, I, get, I can get women. It's not that big of a deal, especially, like, if you're online, if you're, if you're like, semi-popular online, if you have even the smallest amount of fame, then getting women is not really that big of a deal. So I don't have to be a fucking feminist to get women. And even if I did, like, I'm kind of over the whole woman thing. I have a girlfriend now, and, like, even if I didn't, I would be fine. Like, there would probably be another girl here, but it's not really something I think about or really care about all that much. So it has no effect on me considering myself a male feminist whatsoever. I simply listen to all sides of every argument I can get a hold of, and some of the arguments that feminists make make sense to me. They make absolute sense to me, and so I support them and I support those arguments. It's really fucking simple. And so to take a few of these examples of these nice guys who, like, I don't want to shit on David too much because he made a mistake. See, men are often delusional when it comes to women. Men oftentimes think if a woman's talking to them, that means that they like them. Um, and I've, I've been guilty of this myself, absolutely. I, I've actually told people before that if a woman's talking to you, even if she tells you specifically she's not interested, even if she tells you that nothing's ever going to happen between you, but if she's still talking to you, the fact that she's even talking to you, period, makes a man have hope. Because they're like, well, I can win them over. Men have watched so many of these chick flicks, these romantic comedies and, and these romantic stories. They have this old-fashioned idea in their head that they can go woo women and they can win them over. That if a woman's talking to them, they still have a chance. They still can do this. But you will learn with age that this is just bad reasoning. For the most part, if a girl is not flirting with you in DMs, if she's not outright telling you she's interested in you, it's not going to happen to you. You're not going to woo her over. And you need to make your intentions incredibly, incredibly clear right off the bat before you make any trips to go see anybody. You have to be very clear. Look, I'm very attracted to you. I find you very attractive. I have feelings for you, and I'm coming to visit you specifically. That's why I'm coming to visit you, and I want to hook up with you. Like, I want to do nasty, bad things. I want to, you know, whatever. Like, you can get, like, if she's into it, you can talk dirty if you want to. There's no problem with that. A lot of women are into that, I find. But, uh, of course, start slow. Don't, don't start out with that, but... And if she doesn't flirt with you back, if she's not interested, don't make that trip. Don't go there thinking you're going to woo her because you're not, man. If she's not showing interest pretty much immediately, the chances of it happening later are very, very, very slim. Now, is it possible? Yes. There are very, very, very few uh, occasions where men have managed to get out of the friend zone, quote-unquote, and managed to win girls over in the long run, women who weren't initially attracted to them. It's possible, but it's very, very rare. So... Unless you're the type of person that can handle like being friends with somebody that you're attracted to that is not attracted to you, and you can really, really handle them going out with people and them telling you about the guys they're dating and them rejecting you, then being around them is not really the 
most recommended thing, in my opinion. You know, people are like, Dusty, that's mean. You're basically saying that women think, I know men think women are nothing but sex objects. And if you're not willing to have sex with them, then they're not going to be friends with you or whatever. But I'm not saying that. Women do not owe you sex. Absolutely do not owe you sex. They don't owe you fucking anything. But at the same time, you don't owe anybody friendship. You don't. They're not entitled to your friendship just because they're women. You can be friends with whoever you want to be, and you can not be friends with whoever you want to be. And yes, it would be better if men could put their ego aside and be friends with women they're attracted to and be okay with women telling them about all the other guys that they date who are not them and they constantly tell them about how they wish they could find another guy just like you who's nice just like you but it's not you. Yeah, it'd be great if guys could just put their ego aside and get over that and be friendly with women otherwise, but... It's very, very, very difficult to do that. You guys just have no idea how difficult it is to do that. Like, I've, I've kind of matured to a point in my life where I think I could probably do that now. I could probably be friends with somebody I was really attracted to and not let my ego get away with that. But especially when you're young, it's really, really, really fucking hard to do that. And it's very painful. It's painful to be in love with somebody and just have them reject you and date other guys and tell you about the other guys they date. Because every other guy they're dating and they're telling you about is basically them saying, hey, this is a guy I find better than you. This is a guy I think you're less than. You know, and, and it's hard. It's very hard on the ego. So I understand why younger guys or even older guys who can't put their ego aside to handle that wouldn't want to be friends with somebody like that. And I recommend that if you can't handle that, you don't. You know, you don't have to be friends with them. Just if they're not interested, leave them alone. Go about with your life, you know. There are plenty of other women out there. There are plenty of other women that will want your time, will want your attention, and you don't have to focus all your attention on somebody who's not interested in it. And I know it's very hard to let go of somebody you're interested in, especially somebody who's really nice looking, who's shown you attention really, really fucking hard to get over the fact that you're never going to be with them, but that's in your best interest to do that and to move on. So anyway, uh, yeah, doing the nice guy thing and not making your feelings clear and not just accepting rejection and stuff is cringy. It makes you it makes you look bad. So this is a life lesson everybody can learn from this situation on how to be completely, totally honest with women when you're talking to them, especially online. And then if they're not in, interested... Like, just let it go. Move on with your life. Don't go try to woo them. Life is not a movie. It's not a romantic comedy. You're probably not going to win this person over. If they're not interested in you initially, they're probably not going to be. So just, like, save yourself the embarrassment and move on with your life. And so, but this this behavior is not indicative of why men are feminists. It's just not. And it's silly and cringy as fuck to blame all male feminists or all liberal males on this type of behavior. Because, you know, this is just a kid. A young kid who made a mistake, who, you know, fell in love with somebody who didn't share the same feelings and had romantic ideas about winning them over and didn't go about it the right way. That's all it fucking is. Everybody makes mistakes. And I've made almost, I didn't fly out to the anywhere, but I've almost made this exact same mistake with before. Exactly, right? So I ain't talking bad like I'm above this shit or nothing. I learned from it, and I don't make the mistake anymore, and hopefully you guys can learn from that mistake too. And, uh, and I guess also, like, after he... Uh, he did this. He went out with Jeff Holiday. You guys know who Jeff Holiday is. He's that guy, that douchey guy who uh, he uh, he's one of the ones that invented Kekistan. God, oh my God, this is so cringe. He, he doesn't like Kekistan anymore, I guess. He's distanced himself from it now. But and anyway, uh, he's also that guy you might remember a couple weeks ago called me out on Twitter. Basically said he was smarter than I am and I'm stupid. And so when I challenged him, what the fuck he's talking about? He blocked me and ran away. Chicken shit. Anyway, I guess he invited uh, Dave Sherratt out to his house to shoot shotguns and stuff. And I guess it's after uh, Dave had some harsh words with this redheaded, blue-eyed girl that he went out to see. And she was like, well, now I don't feel very safe. You're putting out videos where you're shooting shotguns and shit, and that makes me feel unsafe. Which I think is a little bit unsilly. A little bit silly. Like, I don't think 
obviously David is going to do anything to her. He was probably just trying to blow off steam by shooting shotguns, and she really shouldn't feel threatened or anything by it. So, I don't know. Just all kinds of fucking drama. But uh, that's Twitter for you. And as long as we can learn lessons from other people's mistakes, it's all good. And hopefully you guys have learned something. I know I have. Fuck yes. All right, let's see. Oh, got a couple more. Avery the Passive Night says, What are your opinions on YouTube? Sinatra says, uh, racist, conservative fuck. I don't know if he's racist or not, but definitely a conservative shithead who I have no interest in. It's just another anti SAW cookie cutter motherfucker. No interest whatsoever. And $10 from Volatile. Thank you, Volatile. Appreciate it. Very, very kind of you. As always, super chats. No one's asked me about sex life yet. I don't know why. <coughs> Excuse me. Got to get on that shit. Man, we're already almost two hours into the show, and look how much I've done. I didn't think I was going to have enough to do a two-hour show, and I'm only like halfway through my material. Good Lord. I guess we will take a break now, and we will do the video segment. Video segment. Like, I wanted a producer, right? Uh, I wanted a producer to like make me graphics and stuff for my show. And so instead of me having to do all this stuff on my show live on the air, they could just load up that shit. And uh, I wouldn't have to do it live on the air like this. But it didn't work out. I tried to do that with Vadim. I tried to get him as my producer, and it did not work out really well at all. So, God damn it. I was trying to do a graphic for video segment. I was hoping some text would come up here that said video segment, but it didn't work out. So anyway, this is my video segment graphic. It's working out really well, as you can possibly see. That's why I need a producer, but oh well. Clearly, I just need to do this shit by myself because having a producer is not working out for me. I cannot just be the talent. Other people want to take over my fucking show, so got to do everything myself. So anyway, where the fuck am I at? Oh, yeah. okay. All right, so we're going to watch videos. Most of my videos this week, for some reason, uh, Facebook wasn't loading up right, so a lot of the shit I saved, it wasn't showing me. So almost everything I have to show you guys is just street fights. So... I don't know if you guys are interested in that, but I like showing street fights because, to me, street fights are an excellent lesson to teach men on how not to behave and on why not to fight. Uh, it's an excellent example of toxic masculinity and the types of things you absolutely should avoid at all costs. And let's see what the first video is. Loading, loading, it is loading. Oh, oh, okay, this one's called, uh, I don't know. It's a street fight video. Why you do not street fight? Lesson one. Oh yeah, this goes back to my. All right, this goes back to my first lesson. I remember this one. My first lesson of fighting: if a guy starts kicking you in the leg in a fight, immediately quit. Immediately tap out. Do not fight a motherfucker who kicks you in the leg. Okay, never, ever, ever. Because the motherfucker that kicks you in the leg knows how to fight, and he gonna whoop your ass. So, prime example of that. Swing, swing, motherfucker. Oh, kick you in the leg. No, no, run away. Run away. He kicks in the leg. He's not even doing it right, but he, he tried again. Oh, kick you in the leg again. No, no, another leg kick. No. Run. Run away. There he goes. Good idea. <laughs> I don't know. He went right over there. But he's still game. He's like, nope, I'm not scared yet. You kicked me in the leg a couple times, but fuck that. And then they're back in each other's face. This is the male dance. They get each other's face. You swear. No, you swear. I'm a man. I can't back down because I'm a man. And now this guy's going to pick him up and fucking body slam it. Body slam, motherfucker. That's some WWE type shit. I told you, don't fuck with a guy that leg kicks. 
Even if he doesn't do it, right up. Knees, he's throwing knees. He's got double underhooks. Let him go. Let him fight. Let him do it. Look these motherfuckers. Nobody do it. Now he's going to pick him up and try to power bomb the dude. But no, power bomb didn't work. Guy's trying to take you back. He's trying to take you back. You going to let him do that? Like, nope. Another body slam. Now he's on top. And the guy's already bleeding. And now, now the guy that leg kicks you to catch you in the mount. Now he's just gonna punch you in the face. And don't you feel stupid? Why did you get in the fight? Was that necessary? Take it to him. Take it to him. You gotta listen to assholes. Try to talk back in and beat your ass more. Whoop them on as he whoops your ass. Let's tap it out. He's like, yep, I'm done. I'm beat. I'm beat, bro. I'm beat. I'm beat, bro. You're choking me. I'm done. You win. Get him off of me. That's why you don't get the fucking street fights. Surprised me kick him in the face right there. Go home, dude. You got your ass whooped. Do not be a fuck involved in that. Fighting is stupid if you're not getting paid for it, right? You're not proving anything to anybody except for what a dumbass you are. And this guy is hilarious. Right, go ahead. This drunk white guy picking on somebody he shouldn't. No, you're on this property. No, no. Yeah, you're on this property. No. Motherfucker, you throw shit out here fucking like it's a goddamn dump. You guys fucking treat this like you're some trailer park trash. It is a trailer park. It ain't no trailer park trash, motherfucker. It is a trailer park. Get off this property. Get off this property. Anyway, so the guy gets up in his face and he's talking trash. Get off my property. I will whoop your ass. Look how good a shape I'm in. I'm a fucking big old badass man. And then, look, look. Let me go back. And then he punches the dude first. Like, you punched him first. You punched the guy first. He was asking for it. Watch him. Oh, slapped him. Like, but nope. Double leg takedown. And then he's going to beat your brains in. Motherfucker, don't you ever put your fucking hands on me. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Bitch, you going to slap me? I will beat your fucking brains in. You must be stupid. Now he's going to take his back. Fat guy going to roll over. Ain't going to grab his arm. Fat guy can barely get up. Oh, punch him in the face. Get, oh, oh, hammer fist, hammer fist, right, hammer Donnie. fist. Oh, oh, you're getting beat. You're getting beat. Now he's like, oh, wanted to punch him. I shouldn't have done that. He can't even get up. Oh, drunk as shit. Can't even fucking stand. Stop, man. Stop. And now his, his pride is hurt, so I got to go in and try to fight again. So the guy's just going to double, double leg take down him again. Got to learn how to protect those takedowns. Punch him down again. Can't even fucking stand. Get up, dude. Now you're going to pick up something to hit him hey, with. Hey, hey. Now I got a fucking tray or something I'm going to hit you with. Oh, Even though I slapped you down. first and you beat my put ass. And now the cops show up. Put it, put it down. Put it down, motherfucker. Put it down. Cops show up at the perfect fucking time. That's hilarious. Go ahead and call the cops right now. Hey, go ahead and call, call the, cops. the cops. They did, motherfucker. They called the cops on you. And they came at the perfect time. You just got your ass whooped and they missed the whole fucking thing. And then they fucking going to arrest you for having a weapon. Well, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? This is why you don't fuck with just random people off the street. I mean, 
This guy, I guess, was uh, like a Golden Gloves boxing champion when he was young or some kind of professional boxing champion when he was young. And, like, you know you a boxing champion when people randomly on the street are calling you champ. And so this guy walks up, messes with this dude. I guess he didn't know who the fuck he was. People are like, don't do it, champ. Don't do it. Let him live. And, of course, the champ's like, uh, no, I'm a professional boxer. You walk up fuck with me, I'm going to end you. So let's watch this little guy. Don't go don't go down there. Don't fuck with him. Don't fuck oh, with him. Man. Champ, don't do it. Don't champ. do it, champ. Champ. Champ, don't look. No, no. Don't do it. Champ did it. Champ knocked you right out. Cold, man. Cold. Knocked you out fucking cold. Walk up to a fucking boxing champion with your hands down. He slept his ass. He's so stupid. And this is why you don't fight. Because maybe, you know, maybe you'll be the awesome guy who knocks the other guy out. Maybe you look cool forever on video. But maybe you'll be the one that gets your ass knocked the fuck out. And there'll be video of you looking like a pussy for the rest of your goddamn existence. For the history of the internet, you will look like a weakling. So never fucking get in fights, ever. If you needed more motivation not to do it, that should be motivation for your dumbass. And now you're asking yourself, what happens when a 260-pound bodybuilder fights a 260-pound rapper who tattoos his eyeballs? I know I was thinking that earlier. I was thinking, well, what happened? Look at these two big fucking meatheads. I'm not particularly scared of meatheads because, like, they're pretty slow. You just, like, run around them. But anyway, what happens when a giant fucking meathead fights another big meathead who eyeballs his tattoo, or tattoos his eyeballs? And, uh, the... Tattooed eyeball motherfucker is more hardcore, and he ends up just beating the crap out of the big muscle-up bodybuilder guy. Because if you tattoo your eyeballs, that's fucking fucked up, dude. There's clearly some mentally wrong shit with you, and I do not want to fuck with you in the ring. And even though he wasn't a very good fighter, he was way more than a fucking meathead bodybuilder who has no business being in the ring. So that's what happens. In case you were interested, found that mildly interesting. And what else we got on the fight? Indexed, not better than watching the UFC. And this, well, my cousin will. this guy's clearly gay, and uh, he giving this girl a hard time. He calling her names. He making fun of her weight, and she ain't very pleased about it. And so she uh, decides to slap him in his face, and she slaps him hard, like his knees buckle. She slaps him so hard, but he's like, "Oh hell no! I may be gay, and you may be a chick, but fuck that! I'm gonna beat your ass." So let's watch. So if you want fuck, bitch, my cousin will knock you the fuck out, bitch. Do something, bitch. I wish to fuck you with you, ugly ass fat turkey neck, bitch. Oh shit. What? Fight do words. something, bitch. All y'all can do something. Like. Body, baby. I look good. I look good. Bitch, you ugly as fuck. I don't know me. Bro, run up on him, Celeste. Run up on that nigga from the back. Celeste, stop that nigga, Celeste. Stop that nigga, Celeste. I am a faggot, bitch. What's good with your homophobic ass? Look at your ugly ass. Watch the slap. Watch his knees buckle. Oh, his knees buckle a little bit. See that? Boom. That was a hard hit. Slap the piss out of him. And then watch. He going to punch her right back and her knees going to buckle. They exchanging. Go back a little further. I may be gay, but I will beat that ass. This bitch ain't doing that playing with you. you. Better fuck off. Don't hit people first. Don't care if you're a girl or not. That ain't right. Hit a gay guy. Gay guy hit you back. He don't care if you're gay or not. And uh, this one's kind of funny. They say this guy was racist towards oh. the guy. I don't know if that's true. Oh. Or not. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 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 Oh.
Damn it. He gets his ass fucking whipped. And then my favorite part of this video is at the end. I'll go ahead and play it from about here. Oh! 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 I don't know why fat white dudes want to fight people. Like you're fat and you're white. Don't fight. Like, just, just stop, dude. Just embarrassing yourself. Like, just, I like, dude, oh! Made a loud noise when the guy pushed it. Yeah. You can't even stand up. And another guy just like leaves and runs away, backs out his door. He just jets. He's like, dope. My $20. My $20. She's worried about her $20. Like, bitch, I just got the shit beat on me. Shut the fuck up about your $20. Nobody cares about your $20, bitch. Ooh, and this video was covered because it might be sensitive to some people. And this is why you don't just fuck with random motherfuckers, right? Amen. You guys probably seen this one. I don't care. Look at him. He's a fucking little faggot. He's a fucking little faggot. This is how Sargon talks. This is how people like Sargon and people that are fans of TJ talk. And they're, they're fine. They're fine with it. They're completely okay with talking like this. You're just a little faggot, aren't you? You're a faggot. So this is why you don't randomly walk up and bully people because you never know who the fuck you're messing with, right? Oh, get him then, you. Don't take this. He's a fucking con. Get him! Oh! Oh! What the fuck? Sleep. He's sleep. He's sleep. Come on, bro. He's a get your boy up, he's a. Okay, I guess I was muted that whole time. Fuck. I muted the cough. Good show you're doing there, Dusty. So anyway, it doesn't matter. I play the fight. You guys saw the fight. Guy got his ass fucking whipped. And, uh... So this is another one. This guy really, really, really wants his fucking weed. I, brought, I thought I brought you some bin, and I thought I did something good. <laughs> oh, no, slap! Damn, that was a hard-ass slap right there. <laughs> Let's watch that again. What the fuck? That dude wasn't playing around, that slap. I, brought, I thought I brought you some bin, and I thought I did something good. Oh! Man, that was a slap right there. He's like, nope, I'm done. I'm gone. I gave him three bats. Where the fuck the weed at? Where my weed at, dude? You want to show you what hands are, bro? I want my weed, motherfucker. I will slap the piss out of you. 
I'm saying, where the fuck the weed at? You think I'm playing, bro? Nah, I ain't stole no weed from you, dog. I ain't stole no weed from you. I think I got all this on camera. Me? I talk behind your back. I don't even know you. I don't even know you. But don't come back up to this store, bro. No, you're not. I won't. Slap the piss out of me. I'm going to run away. Nope. Don't want none of that. Sorry I stole your weed, dude. You're not going to see me again. Yep. That's why you got to stay out of that business. Gotta slap the fucking piss out of him, man. Hell no. Nah. And this guy just gets beat the fuck on his porch. Even on your fucking porch, you ain't safe. Just elbowed him, elbowed him. I'll go ahead and make this full screen so I can show you guys this. Don't fight. Boom. Punched. Punched. Need elbowed. He giving the whole repertoire. Gonna pick him up. Slam him. Like a sandwich DDT. Like, get up and run, dude. Don't just lay there. Get up and run away. Keep hitting you with chairs and shit. Get on your feet and move, motherfucker. Don't just sit there and get kicked in the head. He's like, what the fuck? This is a whole fight compilation. This whole thing is. Like, get the fuck up. Like, go get up and try to throw him off the porch. It's like throwing him out of range. This guy's watched way too much WWE. Totally. It's like, dude, I didn't do it. Of course, that other guy's a fucking bully beating on somebody that's a lot smaller than him. And this is two white guys fighting. Motherfucker, if you don't know how to fight, don't punch somebody. Do you want to goddamn say it again? Look, that's not how you punch. Look, you can't fucking punch. Don't know how to punch. And that other guy's like, all right, you going to punch like that? I will fucking wear your ass out. The other guy can't punch really good either, but he punches better. Like, yeah, you done fucked up now. You better learn how to punch before you punch the motherfucker in their face. You lie there and you think about what you've done. You just got your ass whooped by an old-ass white dude. Now you're embarrassed, aren't you? Fuck that shit. All right, I guess enough of the fight shit for now. For some reason, I guess because I watch fight vids, that's all Facebook wants to offer me is fight vids. But I did see some more. Oh, yeah, this instant karma. I like this. Uh... I don't know what the fuck this guy's doing, why he's doing this, why he's up here breaking all these windows out and shit. I'm going to assume he's fucking drunk or on drugs of some sort. He is clearly mad at this fucking business. Don't really know why. So he just walk up to it. He's like, hmm, I do not like this store. I am going to break that glass out. And he starts like smashing it with his hands. That's a good way to like get yourself cut. You know, cut up on a vein and bleed to death, motherfucker. That's exactly what you should do. And that guy's like, what are you doing? Stop it, dude. Stop it. And he's like, I, I do what the fuck I want to. I do what I want to. Catch me outside. Catch me outside. And he grabs him. He's like, dude, let the fuck go of me. What's wrong with you? You on drugs? You drunk? Quit. And he's like, nope. I don't like this store. I don't like this window. I'm going to kick it out some more. Kick, kick, kick. It ain't breaking. Oh, there we go. I finally broke it. Haha, <laughs> I showed you glass. And then finally, after this idiot's done, he somehow manages not to cut himself, I guess. And he's like, eh, I'm going to run away now. I did it. Perfect crime. Nope. You got hit by a car, motherfucker. That's what happened to you. Instant karma, bitch. Didn't get away with shit. I hope the cop showed up, put his ass in jail. That's what wrong. That's what, that's what you deserve, motherfucker. So then, let's go back to the show. That's all the videos. I would try to have less fighting next time in the videos. Like I said, I had some, but for some reason, Facebook was not loading up the videos properly for me, and I could not show you guys. So, Anyway, uh, that concludes our video segment.
Maybe I'll make a nice little intro grab for that next time. That would be cool. Let me find out where I'm at. We just talked about Discord Spies, which is David Sherratt. And uh, most people don't understand how much power they have. And that's something I really want to let you guys know about and let you guys understand. You guys have so much more power than you think. Everybody feels like they're helpless. They feel like, oh, well, I can't change society. There's nothing I can do. The rich have all the power. The politicians have all the power. You know, I just can't, I can't change things. But you do. You guys have so much more power than you think. You are constantly voting all of the time for the type of world you want to live in. You vote with every tweet you make, every tweet you like, every tweet you retweet. Every person you follow, every video you share, every dollar you spend, you are constantly voting for the type of world you want to live in. By the type of stuff you support, by the type of stuff you like, by, the type, by what you put out into the world, that's the type of world you give back. And yes, maybe you only have a little bit of influence. Maybe you can only make a little bit of change. But your little bit of change added to everybody else changes how we form society. You are part of this process, and everything you do is part of this process. And understanding this is the first step to voting responsibly. As soon as you understand the power you have, the sooner you can start voting more responsibly to what you like, what you share, what you think, which is why it's important to stand up and challenge the troll culture and not to be a part of it. By being part of the troll culture, the very toxic troll culture, all you do is add to the misery in the world. All you do is add to the de-evolution of society instead of adding to the public good. You have all of this power. You guys can do so much. Just like if you guys would just start sharing, like not even my videos. My videos, yes, it would help if you shared my videos, but not even talking about just my videos. Whatever videos you guys think would make a difference to people's lives, start sharing them more often. Like be more cognizant of what you're liking, what what who you're following. There's a big old new uh, campaign going out there to unfollow Donald Trump. Because a lot of his pride is how many followers he has and how many people retweet him. And, and uh, that backs up how much fame he has and boosts his ego up. And it really does. Having lots of followers on YouTube and on Twitter and on Facebook, it gives you like more street cred. Ooh, this guy has 250,000 followers. Ooh, this guy has 91 million followers. You know, that's street cred. He's obviously somebody. By following these people, you are adding to their numbers and you are helping to make them more popular by boosting them. And so there is a big movement of people going around unfollowing Donald Trump now to deprive him of their numbers, basically, deprive him of their follow count. And you can still, like, know what he's saying because, like, you can still go to his Twitter without following him. And you, obviously you still see the stupid shit he says in the news and on other platforms. So you don't actually have to follow him. And the same is true for a lot of these people. A lot of these people that you follow because you hate them, you, you're basically helping them out by when you do that. So... Consider that. Consider who you're following. Consider who you're resharing. Considering what you're putting out there, because you have way, 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 way more power than you think, and influence society than you think you do. And the best way to change society is just to be the change you want to see in the world. I know it's cliche and it's corny as fuck, but it's absolutely true. The change should always start with you. It's okay to also try to change other people as long as you're also trying to change yourself for the better. But like, don't take it for granted how much power you have in our society because you really do and speaking of which people annoying me by saying i still like you i don't give a fuck what she does you know she's still like the other day she came out against pedophilia so she's still good doing some good oh wow what a brave stance to come out against pedophilia i guess next week she's going to come out against puppy drowning you know what a bold brave stance to come out publicly for Way to tackle the big issues there. But no, like I want to point out to people that Shoe and Head did a video with Lauren Southern that's seen, been seen over a million times, like a million point seven times, something like that, 
a shit ton of times. And it's still up on Lauren Southern's website right now. It's still being seen constantly by people. Shoe on Head is still signal boosting for Lauren Southern. Still. And, uh, and people are just like, oh, I don't care. I don't care that she's still signal boosting for Lauren Southern. I don't care that the video has been seen millions of times. It's still up. And, and anybody that goes there and watches it, especially since Shoe on Head has never come out and never distanced herself you know, from Lauren Southern, never said, I want her video I want to be removed from this video on her website. I don't want to be used to help make this racist, uh, white supremacist, Nazi-spreading bitch more popular. So remove my video with you. I made a mistake by being in the video with you. I don't have anything to do with you. No, she hasn't done that. She, so people go to Lauren Southern's channel, and they constantly watch this video that has shoe on head in it, which is obviously friendly video. It's obviously their friends, and they're obviously doing the video together, and they think that this is an endorsement from shoe on head. She's still signal boosting for Lauren Southern. So what I've noticed is... That white people are really, really quick to forgive other white people about things that don't affect them. Like, I know it doesn't affect all of you guys that Lauren Southern is spreading white supremacist propaganda and things that are legitimately leading to violence. I mean, the uh, the mosque shooter who killed 50 people literally said one of the main reasons he did it was because of the white genocide, great replacement theory, one of the main things that Lauren Southern spreads. She has, like, probably the most popular video on YouTube about it. On the same fucking channel that Shoe on Head appears. On the same exact channel that Shoe on Head is signal boosting for. So I know a lot of people, it doesn't affect them. It doesn't affect the fact that Lauren Southern is spreading racist white supremacist propaganda. And it doesn't affect them that Shoe on Head is still signal boosting for this stupid bitch. Without calling her out. Without distancing herself from her. Without trying to get her video off that channel. And... But a lot of white people, they just don't give a fuck. Oh, it doesn't affect me, so I don't care what she does. No, I, I, she's fine with me. Very well. But yeah, no, it doesn't affect you. That's why you don't give a shit. If it affected your life, I bet you would care a little bit more. So, like, can you imagine how much good she would do if she would just come out and say, hey, like, I made a mistake for being friends with Lauren Southern, even though everybody fucking told me she was racist. Everybody fucking told me what she was doing. I ignored them. I smeared them. But I made a mistake. I was stupid. I was younger. This was a couple years ago. And I completely, completely distanced myself from Lauren. I think she's a horrible person. I think what she's done is horrible. I think her spreading of white supremacist propaganda is horrible. And I recognize that I helped signal boost for this. And I apologize for it. I have learned from my lesson. And I hope that all of you unfollow Lauren Southern and do not, do not, do not believe her white supremacist propaganda. She is lying and she's a piece of shit. Imagine how much good she could do if she come out and say this. But she doesn't. In fact, she continues to let her video still be up on Lauren Southern's channel that's been seen over a million times and continues to signal boost for this girl. And people are just like, I don't care. I don't have a problem. Like, yeah, okay, fine. It's because it doesn't affect you. That's why you don't care. Okay, that, it's as simple as that. And, and I'm just saying, that's why I sit here. I'm just saying, if I made a video with someone who continuously puts out white supremacist propaganda, I would demand that video be taken down from their channel so I would no longer be used to be making them more popular. And I would publicly distance myself from them immediately. And obviously I'm talking about a friendly video with somebody. I I have been in a video with, I think, uh, Andy Warski, but it wasn't a, a friendly video. It was a video where I'm on there telling him pretty much why he's a piece of shit and why they're wrong and everything they're saying and doing. That's a totally different story. But if you're in a friendly video that's been used by a white supremacist or a white nationalist to signal boost for them and make them more popular, yeah, you should not be a part of that at all. And the fact that so many people are just willing to forgive her, move on, okay. I think forgiveness can only be given when somebody wants it or asks for it. And I think when you do public harm, like I've said before, her signal boosting for Lauren Southern and helping spread white supremacist propaganda is doing public harm. And when you do public harm, 
you have an obligation to make things right publicly. You have an obligation to own your fuck-ups publicly. Not sweep them under the rug. Not pretend like they don't didn't happen. Not pretend like you didn't do shit. But make amends publicly for what you have done. And until you do that, you do not deserve forgiveness and you do not deserve redemption. That's my fucking opinion. Now, does she... Is she capable of getting redemption? Yes. Absolutely. And if she does these things, does she deserve redemption? Yes. Absolutely. But does she deserve redemption before she does these things? Nope. Not in my opinion. my opinion, nobody should fucking forgive her. We should demand that she own up to this shit. We should demand that she own up to her part in the racist bullying of Leslie Jones. We absolutely should demand that she own up to this shit and not just sweep her shit under the rug before we wanted to forgive and forget about this shit. Otherwise, you never hold anybody accountable for anything they do. And then why... What is the... Why, why should anybody behave? Why should anybody do right? If they're not good, I mean, obviously, if you're a good person, you'll do right anyway. But these people are not good people off the offhand. They're, you know, they're just fame whores and money whores. And so, if we don't hold them accountable for the bad shit they do, then they are never, ever, ever going to change. They're never going to do right. And so, we have to hold these people accountable, not just let them sweep it under the rug and forget about it. And that's my opinion. Fuck shoe on head. Not a fan. And the best line I heard in a video, I was going to play this, but since I couldn't get Facebook to load up, I just showed you guys the picture. But I was watching a video, and this is really funny. This is nobody, and nobody says, and of course, you've seen this, this, this meme, pretty popular meme. <coughs> but a guy who never left his hometown says, why would I go to college when I had the Joe Rogan podcast? And this looks exactly like the type of guy that would say this. Obviously, this is an actor. This is like a skit he did, but the exact type of person that would say this like Joe Rogan's fans who really think that it's a substitute for college. They can learn everything they want to from Joe Rogan's podcast. When Joe Rogan lets so much misinformation get spread on his show without ever correcting the record, it happens over and over and over again. Joe Rogan is completely negligent constantly in letting ridiculous disinformation bullshit be spread. And uh, he definitely should be called out for it. And his fan base, like, not all of his fan base. He has some cool fan base. And I, and I, don't, I don't even, like, hate Joe. I've seen Joe say some really intelligent, smart stuff. I've seen him say stuff that I totally agree with. I bet probably on a lot of issues, maybe more than not, we would agree. But that doesn't change the fact that Joe has the responsibility. As somebody who has probably the biggest podcast in the world, he has a giant responsibility to make sure that he doesn't platform people that are spreading disinformation and he doesn't let bullshit get spread without correcting it. And he doesn't live up to that obligation time and time again. You know, he does not handle that responsibility like he should, and he should be caught up for it, in my opinion. And he also attracts a lot of fucking cringy fans. A lot of fucking them. And uh, you guys heard about this white supremacist who was in the Coast Guard who had all these guns stockpiled and he had like this manifesto that he was going to go out and kill all these liberals and uh, liberal politicians and whatnot. Well, apparently they're letting this motherfucker free from jail because all the laws about terrorism mainly apply to foreigners and not domestic terrorism, so they can't really charge him with anything related to terrorism. So the only charges they have on him are for, like, gun violations and shit, which are more minor issues, so the judge is going to release him from jail. So even though he was stockpiling weapons to commit uh, mass murder, they're going to let this motherfucker out of jail on bonds because the laws are not set up in place yet to handle domestic terrorists yet, and we really need to, like, tackle that problem because the white supremacy domestic terrorist problem is growing exponentially, uh, in, in large part because of the troll culture being set up on, on, online these days. So definitely need to have the laws revisited and changed because this motherfucker should not see daylight again, in my opinion. Scary as fuck. And uh, 
Remember Geeks and Gamers? That's the channel that made over a hundred videos on Brie Larson. And somebody posted to me and was like, holy shit, I thought you were just overstating it and joking, but about all the videos he's made. And look, this video, 1.2 million views three days ago. Like this guy's still getting huge fucking views. He like makes a five minute video about Brie Larson and still gets seen like millions of fucking times. Like that's, it's, it's incredible how popular this shit still is. And how popular, how incredibly popular somebody can make the same video over and over again and people just watch it over and over again because they, they had this hate boner for Brie Larson so much and they're so fucking freaked out about SJWs these days that they would just support the same rehash content over and over again. And this guy just makes the same shit over and over and over and over again. Insanity. And this guy actually came on my uh, Twitter day for yesterday and started taunting me. And was like, Dusty, I'm still making videos about Brie Larson. What are you going to do about it? Literally have not thought about this guy one time since I made my video about him a month ago making fun of him about this. And so obviously I just responded, I'm going to cry myself to sleep about it. What else am I going to do? Obviously I'm incredibly upset that you're continuously making videos about this. Because it really fucking affects my life in a huge way. Like, I don't give a shit, dude. Keep doing it. Just something for me to make fun of you about. Uh, as long as people are entertained, I don't give a fuck. I think it's stupid, but whatever. I see through it, and I'll call it out, but it doesn't really have very much effect on my life, so you do you, dude. It's all good to me. And we're already two hours and 24 minutes into the show. Crazy. Let me stop and read some Super Chats. Super Chats. What's up, guys? Love you, and I love your Super Chats, and thank you for supporting my show. It really means a lot. A girl I fell in love with, a, a girl fell in love with me online, and getting into a relationship with her was a huge mistake. Online dating sucks. Yeah, you actually kind of have to be careful about who you talk to also. Like, there's this one girl. I think she's uh, I think she's the girlfriend of a guy named uh, Razor Fist. He's a guy who put out one of the popular Michael Jackson videos talking about how Michael Jackson was innocent and, and the documentaries uh, calling him a pedophile were lying. Anyway, a, a couple years ago, like two or three years ago, she messaged me out of the blue on Twitter. She messaged me out of the fucking blue on Twitter. And this is not uncommon. Like I was saying before, like if you're even uh, – partially popular whatsoever if you have any kind of fame whatsoever it's not very hard to get women and so like not to brag but pretty often women especially this is two years ago when i was more single and i was i wasn't single then but i was more single than i am now um this is when me and my girlfriend more into the open relationship type thing where we're less into that now but um and before that, I would have pin women all the all the time to message me and ask me for hookups. And that's kind of how hookup culture works these days. A lot of women use, like, YouTube as, like, a home shopping network of dick. Like, they're just watching one YouTube channel, and they're like, man, I'd fuck that guy. And so they message him and see, see if what's up. They go from channel to channel, and they're like groupies. And so this is not that uncommon, to be honest with you. And so oftentimes when I have these girls message me, I just assume that they're messaging me, you know, for hookups or whatever. So anyway, uh, she messaged me, and she's talked to me, and I don't think I know about her is like her thumbnail picture. That's literally the only thing I know about her is her thumbnail picture. So we talk briefly, and, uh, and then after a brief conversation, she tells me that she's only 16 years old. And so I immediately stop talking to her and never speak to her again, ever. I say, nope, sorry, I can't talk to you anymore. You're only 16. Never fucking speak to her again. So recently, she's gone public saying, remember when I was 16 and you showed up in my DMs? And, like, literally, she messaged me, and when she told me she was sick, I never spoke to her again. But now people try to use that to smear me that I'm talking to minors in DM chats and stuff. So, like, you have to be really fucking careful because people lie about you and shit. They've done that shit to me. It's, like, uh, not the greatest, to be honest with you. And uh, Andrew Felgner sent me 500 in okay. 
I don't know what that is. North Korea again? I'm going to say North Korea again, even though we've already established that it can't be North Korea. Um, keep it up. I will do. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I don't know how much that is, but I'm going to assume it's a billion dollars, and that means a lot. Uh, TK421 says nothing. Give me a dollar. Thank you. Uh, rip my MIG Tony Stark. Uh, that sounds like a spoiler. Fuck you, dude. You just spoiled the whole movie for me? God damn it. That wasn't worth $2. Take your $2 back, god damn it. Fuck you. I hope that's a joke. Fucking spoiling shit. Antifa is good. Look up Mark Bray Antifa handbook. Um, Antifa may be okay. Like, I'm all on board with, like, fighting fascists. But as far as optics go, using violence for that kind of shit has backfired, in my opinion, massively. I do not think we need to use violence to combat these people. I absolutely do not. I think that we can own them with the facts and issues. All we have to do is we have to call them out all the times that they continuously try to distract us from the actual issues, which is what they constantly do with all this anti-HW bullshit. With, the, with Chris Reagan and the, okay, son, it's not racist. It's just fucking distraction. We just have to continuously call them out that we know what you're doing. You're distracting us with minutia bullshit. And then instead, turn around and own them on the actual fucking issues. No violence is necessary. Violence is actually counterproductive. It makes our side look bad, gives us bad optics, and makes it, har- makes it harder to actually defeat the other guys with the issues. It makes it easier for them to distract when you use violence. And so what we, what we want to do is we want to make them as hard as it could possibly be for them to distract. So we got to take all the tools, all those things they use against us, all the ammunition they use against us to distract. And violence is one of those main things. So don't do it. Bitch, please, give me 100 SCK. And said, that gay guy deserved that slap. He, he's exactly what's wrong with gay people. Why is, he complaining, why is he comparing his gayness with weakness or femininity? He is as much the problem as the average homophobe. Yeah, like, I think he acted like a shithead. But at the same time, I don't think violence is in response is an answer. I don't think, like, physically assaulting people over the things they say is ever a good idea. I think walking away is a better idea. Like, literally, there's nothing you can fucking say to me. Like, I've, I said over and over again, come on, I'm a whore. Okay, that's cool. Call me a whore, yep. Call me gay, yep. I love dick. Suck it every day. Don't give a fuck. I'll walk away from you. Nothing you can say is going to bother me because I don't have anything to prove to you, right? What do I have to prove to you? It's just insecurity. It's insecurity feeling like you have to prove somebody. I'm a man. Hey, what'd you say to me? I'm a woman. I'm a woman. You can't fucking call me fat. I would slap your face. Walk away, dude. You're letting them win by letting them get to you. That's all you're doing. Why play into their game? And uh, this one's from Lucy Brown. Lucy Brown. Oh, God, some more count. Donkula. Donk. The media already painted me as a boogeyman. They know that I'm not for right, but because that's the picture they built up, they've got to double down. This is what Sargon says in this. Like, I'm not all right. Media's just lying about me. Well, look, dude, I already fucking proved it. You may not be alt right, but you're alt right adjacent, definitely. You know, a giant fucking part of your fan base is alt right. You literally yourself spread a lot of these alt-right talking points continuously. And like I already showed, when you blocked me after you lost a debate with me against white supremacy because you refused to publicly admit that the Great Replacement Replacement conspiracy theory, the white genocide conspiracy theory, is white supremacist propaganda, was invented by white supremacists, was mostly spread by white supremacists. I showed you all the information. I showed it to you. And you responded by denying it and blocking me. And it's obvious why you won't answer that question. Because you know that you have a ton of fucking alt-right racist shitheads in your fan base. They're the ones, many of the ones, that are contributing to your Patreon. They're the ones that are contributing to your legal fund. 
which you're, you're pocketing. We all know that that's a scam that you're fucking pocketing. We want to see the receipts, but you're not going to show them because you're a fucking scam artist. So go ahead and say you're not all right. You want to and that you're a boogeyman, but you're all, all right adjacent. They fucking love you, and you block people when they point out your bullshit. Don't even lie, dude. You've already been you've already been found out. You got called out. You blocked Rianne because you're a fucking pussy. And he also went on Destiny. If you saw the Destiny uh, debate they did, he went on Destiny debate and he spread white supremacist talking points where he said that Antifa was more violent than white supremacists in this country, which is a whitewashing of white supremacist violence. That's all the fuck it is. It's exactly the same thing Armored Skeptic did. They're so fucking quick to whitewash the violence of white supremacy because they, you know, that's who butters their bread and they know it. And this is the kind of freaky shit that you have to get more and more used to as the days go by. Uh, eventually, you're not even going to conference, gonna be able to, and uh, she pushed this. Eventually, you're not even going to be able to believe your own eyes. There's going to be so much of this shit out there that when you see videos, you're just going to have to assume that it's all fake. This is going to be the future. Almost everything you see in the future, you're going to have to uh, be skeptical about. And this is uh, what if Ben Shapiro was Kyle Kalinsky from the Kyle Kalinsky show. So Laura Ingram gave a speech at uh, CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, and uh, she pushed this nonsense idea that Trump is anti-war, full stop. So um, let's take a look here, and then we'll talk more about it. That's freaky as shit. So uh, she thinks they Trump is anti-war, and they're going to be doing Syria, this to everybody in the future. Like, this is, it's already pretty good. The technology is already pretty good, but it's going to get better and better and better until eventually it's like indistinguishable. You will not be able to tell the difference between CGI stuff and real life, and so I don't know what we're all going to do. We're all going to be getting fooled all the time. We're already getting fooled continuously anyway. So that's the future. This stuff is going to be weaponized. It's going to be used to... Uh, lie to people, to fool the population, to spread hatred and fear amongst people. And we're going to be doing a lot, an awful lot of combating this in the future, I can already tell. And next up, we got one from Medicaid Renegade. Oh, shit, you guys see this one? Uh, Yeah. Anybody who doesn't believe evolution is true, anybody who doesn't believe that us and monkeys and apes have a common ancestor, this is like literally a monkey who is surfing on the phone, and he's legit surfing social media exactly like a human would do. Like, he clearly understands the concept of how this works. He's not just randomly pushing buttons and mashing. He knows what's going on. He understands this concept. And this is crazy, man. This is, this is one reason, like, I'm, a, I'm a, a vegetarian now. Like, I don't eat animals, because it's obvious animals are much closer to humans than we like to admit to ourselves and are much more capable of understanding and experiencing pain and negativity and fear. But this thing, like, he just like, he understands. Like, touch that one. Ooh, guy petting a snake. That's kind of interesting. And he's like, nope, get off that one. Next, scroll up. Let's touch that one. Ooh, that's a monkey. It looks like me. That's pretty cool. Watching that one. Ooh, he jumped in his arms. That's cute. I'm like, yeah, that's interesting. But just like a kid, right? Give one to every monkey. They'd be sitting there doing it all day long. So pretty interesting. Just shows you how connected we are to the animal world, how close we are to them. And maybe it'll influence you guys not to eat meat. Much easier to be a vegetarian than you think. Taco Bell is a good option for fast food if you don't want to have to make anything. But cooking vegetarian stuff is not that complicated. There's a lot of good options out there. So you guys might consider it. You know, I'm not trying to be too preachy, but uh, I think it's a... 
a good thing for for the world to try to do. And uh, yeah, so this is one thing that conservatives are getting all pissed off about. There's no joke. A friend just sent this to me, a slide from an upper level biology course. I'm speechless. Create your own caption. Yeah, it's an upper level biology course. Does it tell you something, dude? Doesn't it tell you that maybe the science is on their side and they know something more than you do and that being triggered by it is just your ignorance? And uh, basically, it's the parallels between fetuses and cancer. And this is something I've said before. Fetuses are very similar to cancer. All you're talking about is cells that are rap rapidly replicating themselves. That's all a fetus is, right? That's all the, uh, the start of a fetus is. Until a, until a baby has a brain, a fully functional brain, and is actually capable of feeling things or understanding, it's just cells that are replicating, and it's very much like cancer. That's all cancer is. It's rapidly replicating cells. Um, and that's what this book says. It just draws the parallels, and that's exactly true, right? And so anyway, this guy's obviously getting all uh, triggered by it, and Chrissyosity has a good comment on it. She says, uh, look, okay, I get that knowing that tumors and pregnancies have similar mechanisms is not super common knowledge, but wouldn't upper-level biology course be a sign that maybe there's more to the story than you are aware? This is about treating cancer. Yeah, it's, it's just like being honest about what's happening inside of our bodies. We are just biological machines. That's all we are. And at first, until babies grow a brain, they're just replicating cells. That's all they are. And so it's okay to get rid of those replicating cells, just like it's okay for me to jack off and then go throw my cum in the toilet, okay? It is. It's just cells. Until it forms a brain and can have empathy and or, you, or can have, like, thoughts of pain, thoughts of what's happening, can understand its environment, it's not a, not a viable human being. It's just cells, and that's why getting so upset about abortion is just rather silly when you understand the mechanisms behind it all. It's not really something to be afraid of. You can't make women incubators because it's a word. When you force women to hope to carry babies against their will and be incubators against their will, there's a word for that, and that word is slavery. And you're telling them what they can and can't do with their own bodies. And this is what I was talking about. This is uh, the quartering. Re, stop exposing Re Lawson. You're obsessed. This is how they're still talking in 2019, saying Re which is supposed to be making fun of autistic people. They're autistic and so, you're, you're autistic. <laughs> Can you imagine grown-ass men in 2019 are still saying, Ree! it's just, it's, the, the culture is so cringe. The troll culture they've invented is so fucking cringe. I just don't understand how it's so popular, but it is. Look, this guy's basically saying, I make videos about Brie Larson because they're popular. I don't care if people don't like it or not. I don't care if people make fun of me. I'm just doing what's popular. Yeah, we know, dude. That's exactly what I said in my video, right? You don't really care what's good for society. You don't care about doing anything that actually is important or makes a difference. You just want fame and money, and so you're just doing the same rehash shit over and over again to make all the money and fame you can get because that because you're you know a, you're a piece of shit basically, and that's basically what he's admitting to here. I work for entertainment of the viewer. The feedback tells me what I should be covering. Yeah, I, I do what's popular. I'm a fame whore. I don't do that. It's like I don't look at the views and say, hey, this is what's popular. So this is what I'm going to keep doing. I do what I think I should be doing. I do what interests me. I do what I think makes the world a better place, and that's what I talk about. And so does that make me better than you? Yeah, yeah. It makes me a lot better than you, actually. A, a, a lot better than you. Um, so keep it up. Keep showing everybody that you're just a hack that does everything for fame, and you really don't have any spine or backbone or any kind of integrity whatsoever. You're just in it for the money. We already knew that. You're a typical anti-HCW cookie-cutter account, and you're making money, so I don't expect you'll ever change. That's what it's all about to you people. And this one's from Vadim. 
Vadim, who was supposed to be the producer of this show, but it didn't really work out. Anyway, uh, he posted this video, and I actually watched this video. I won't show this video, but it's a great video. I recommend you guys watch. It's uh, Dave Rubin's Battle of Ideas Part 3. And it's actually a really, really good video. It shows how Dave Rubin has guests on his show, but doesn't ever call them out on any of the bullshit they say. He basically lets them come on his show and whitewash their entire image uh, and, and lie, basically. Pretend like they're for a certain set of things, but in private or in other uh, public statements they've said that are totally against what they're claiming on Dave Rubin's show, and he never fucking calls them out against any of it. And so this goes like this, this video breaks it down. It actually shows his guests one by one, what the guests sh say off his show, what they say on his show, and how he never holds them accountable. And so it's just, you know, Dave Rubin is just a right wing shill. That's all the fuck he is. And he, just like the courting guy, he's just in it for fucking money, right? And even Destiny was busting out uh, the quartering for his shit. Destiny, I. I just showed you where the guy recording was basically bragging about how many viewers and how many subscriptions he gets for covering the same old shit over and over again because society is still obsessed with making fun of Brie Larson because it's like the bottom of the barrel. That's what you get on YouTube these days. And Destiny says, at least these guys are being honest when they say they have no backbone and are just in it for the money. Yeah, that's what I said. Me and Destiny think alike. Totally agree. These guys have no spine, no integrity whatsoever. They're just in it for the books. For the books. Uh, let's see. Another one from Dr. Christy Winters. Dr. Christy. Oh, yeah, this is kind of funny. This is a bold campaign slogan, but uh, who knows? It may work for you. I wouldn't even rape you. Change my mind. I wouldn't be surprised if he had this because his whole spiel is just, can I trigger people? Can I upset you? So why not? He should do this in real life. Show how proud he is of his work. Show just how proud he is of these insults. Carl, you actually should do this. Instead of this being a Photoshop, I would love to see you go public and try this shit. I would laugh. And somebody wants to know if the quartering is okay, as we're talking about the quartering and how cringy he is. But, yep, he is still, as he said, he is still making tons and tons of videos about Brie Larson. This is what they do. And look at these views, man. 832,000 views. 404,000 views. 557K thousand views for the same fucking videos over and over again talking about Brie Larson. It's like this is what YouTube has become. It's so sad. Like, we used to fight for stuff, man. We built this skeptic community to fight for stuff, to, to, to fight against bad ideas, to fight against the spread of disinformation, to, spread, to fight against the religion that was taken over our fucking country, to fight, to fight, to fight. And this, this is what it's turned into. And, and yeah, it's, I know I'm triggered or whatever. I'm, I'm mad, but it is annoying. It's fucking annoying that this is what's popular now, man. It's just, I, I know it's like YouTube is stupid. I get it, it's, but it's so much more stupid than I ever imagined it would be that it's depressing. It really fucking is. I would hope we could do better than this, but we're not. We're not doing better than this. Anyway, this otter, uh, this he really ought to be more careful. That's a great title for this. Like, I don't know what the fuck this otter's thinking. This dude brave as fuck. Like, just sitting there right around the goddamn, I guess those are crocodile or alligators or some shit. He just like kicking sand in their face. And they're like, uh, dude, is you out of your goddamn mind? He's like, yep, what you gonna do about it? You ain't gonna do shit, bitch. And guess what? They didn't do shit about it. He's like, I will fucking eat you, alligators. You don't want none. He a brave boy. I like him. He my new spirit animal. I'm an otter now. Even though that's a gay term, right? I guess I can't be an otter. I'm a bear. I'm too fat to be an otter. But, oh well. And while we're shitting on idiots, here's Tim Pool. Oh, there's Tim Pool without his hat on. You ever wonder why Tim Pool never wears a hat? Or no, never wears a hat. Never doesn't wear a hat where he always wears a hat. It's because he bald. And like, I can't make fun of somebody that always wears hats. But people are like, Dusty, let's see you without a hat. All right. This is what I look like with a hat. 
Nope, wrong side. There we go. Not totally bald. Got a little bit of hair. But I actually had hair reconstruction surgery. This is something I talk about all the time because I don't give a fuck. Uh, yeah, like I was going to go to Vietnam. I was going to fly out to Vietnam because you can get hair reconstruction surgery. They're really cheap. And uh, But then I realized there's a place in Denver that had it just as cheap. Like the one of the cheapest places in all of North America to get hair reconstruction surgery is in Denver. And so I got it down for like $5,000 like back when I had money, back when I was living in Denver and shit. And uh, so, yeah, I had uh, they basically cut a big swath of the back of your head off. And they sew it back shut, and they take all the hairs from that big swath, and they pluck them out, and they, like, pluck it into the top of your head or wherever you need it in your fucking head. So it's like your real hair, and they pluck it all over the fucking place. And uh, that helped a little bit, but what really helped grow my hair back was uh, also I take these uh, pills, these uh, generic Propecia I get from Mexico. They're actually really cheap if you get them in Mexico. You need a prescription to get them in America because America sucks, but you can actually get them really cheap. I got, like, a two-year supply for, like, 60 bucks or something from mexico and i take that and also get this uh other uh it's like a liquid it's rogaine that's what it is liquid rogaine i get it from amazon it's pretty cheap too you can get about a six months supply for like 40 bucks or something and the combination of those two things really help to regrow your hair back so the uh, hair reconstruction surgery did help somewhat but the combination of the rogaine propecia really 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 helped and now my bald spot on top is almost completely gone and like my hair is really grown back in so but I still wear a hat all the time because my hair is still fucking stupid and uh, I look better with a hat on. So anyway, we know why you're wearing that hat, Tim. You bald as fuck. Just own that shit. Shave that shit off and own it. Everybody always thinks you're bald anyway, but you know, wear a hat all the time. So you're not really fooling anybody. But anyway, this guy posted this. is such a liberal, liberal Tim Pool. And just showing the stuff he continuously posts. This is like all he does, you know. Trump met with Twitter CEO about censorship. Stop smearing me because you don't like Dave Rubin. Feminist celebrity terrified to go outside in fear. Jesse Smollett, Feminist Cafe. Bernie Sanders wants the left terrorist vote. Elizabeth Warren plans massive student loan. I mean, just it's like everything he does is to shit on the left and to give the right a pass. <laughs> How can anybody believe this dude's a liberal? It's just so, so insulting to the intelligence. It's like, fine, if you want to be stupid and believe that, you can be, you can be stupid and believe it. But don't fucking insult my intelligence. Because I, I ain't handle that shit. I just fucking tell you right to your fucking face. I ain't buying it. It's transparent. We see right through you. Fuck off. I guess that's exactly the same post somebody else made. If this ain't liberal content, I don't know what is. Yeah, it's nothing liberal about the fucking content he puts out whatsoever. Obviously, it's just a, it, it's a con. He's a con. Anybody that believes it is fucking gullible and stupid as shit. And while we're speaking of con, man, how about Jesus gets in a street fight? Now I've fucking seen everything, man. Even Jesus can't fucking stay out of fights, dude. What kind of asshole you got to be to punch Jesus? Let's see. Come on. You can do it. Load. You can do it. I believe in you. I believe in crystal light because I believe in me. There we go. Now turn it up a little bit now we're gonna watch jesus street fight everybody was kung fu fighting fast as lightning go play bitch it was very frightening i guess there's no audio but yep the dude jabbing at jesus oh kick jesus in the leg right jesus he kicked you in the leg jesus don't fuck with the guy that kicks you in the leg hell no oh jesus jab good jab he snapped that guy's head back fuck him up jesus and now that jesus beat him down you get him jesus yeah, I guess if you're Jesus, you ain't got to worry about the guy kicking you in the leg. You can just fucking beat him down. Let's watch that once again. Guy comes jabbing, jabbing, trying to jab at Jesus' chest. Jesus is like, come on, motherfucker. Kicks Jesus' leg. Jesus is like, hell no. The guy steps out of the side. Jesus jabs. Oh, right in the fucking nose. That watered that guy's eyes. That guy's like, holy shit. And Jesus gives him a good right, knocks him down. 
Jesus done fucked you up, dude. Don't fuck with Jesus. He died for your sins, but he will beat your ass, motherfucker. You don't even know. You don't even fucking know. And next up, why is Blair White such a fucking cunt? Seriously. Friendly reminder that you are very obviously a cis person trying to claim a trans label to cope with the fact that you've never felt important or special in life, criticizing actual trans people for their opinions on actually being trans. Fuck off. Just ridiculous. She's basically, she has a thing against uh, trans people that don't meet her criteria for passing. So she's like, no, you're just trying to feel special. You're not special like me. I'm real trans. You're not real trans. It's basically the, uh, no true Scotsman fallacy for trans people. Such a piece of shit. Just being herself, as she always does. Blair White. And everybody hates Steve Shives. Steve Shives kind of growing on me. Everybody hates Steve Shives so much that, I don't know, kind of makes me like him for some reason. But I think he's one of these figures that I think he got a kind of a raw shake. Now, there's there are some things I probably disagree with him about. But... I think he got a raw shake from the anti-Islamic community because he did what I did. He spoke out against them uh, very ferociously, and they smeared him. They smeared the fuck out of him. They did exactly to him what they did to me. They lied about him, and they smeared him a whole fucking awful lot, and that's just the truth. You don't have to like it, but it's the truth. And I think a lot of you guys who have uh, negative opinions about Steve Shives should actually go start watching a few of his videos, especially his latest videos, yourself. And just see if what you see matches the negative opinion you've been given and given about him from other people. Or, you know, maybe you were misled. Is it possible? You know, I can say, honestly, a lot of you were fucking misled about me. Is it possible you're misled about him? Yeah, I think it is. Anyway, so uh, he's talking about Milo. Milo is canceling more events and shit. It's just fucking hilarious. Milo ain't doing too well. And uh, another Milo Yiannopoulos tour. I call him Milo Snuffleupagus or Yellow Minneapolis, but has collapsed, leaving him even further in debt. And he always he always posts this. It's never his fault. He's never his fault that he's screwing other people. It's always somebody else's fault that he's in such huge debt and he keeps running up these bills, never paying people. And he's like, I regret to announce that my sponsor for the Oklahoma event has failed to produce the funds needed for the event and left me in debt to the designers, lawyers, and admin staff. I couldn't get a response out of him for days after three missed payment deadlines, and today he confirmed he is dropping out entirely. Ho-hum. Sorry to the hundreds of fans who have been writing excitedly over the past few weeks. Doesn't look like these speeches will happen now. Yeah, it's not my fault. I screwed more people. Dude's like a million dollars in debt. Anybody who would have any business dealings with him whatsoever after he's already a million dollars in debt, you, you kind of deserve whatever you get, right? If he screws you over, if you do design work for him and you don't get paid, you got to know by now he ain't going to pay you. This dude's like Trump, right? He don't pay people for their work. He just fucks them over. And, you know, it's like just like what happened to Richard Spencer. People say the platform he doesn't work, but it, you know, it does kind of work a lot of ways. You know, they, they, they're not getting the audiences they, they, they used to. What works even better, I think, though, is just calling them out publicly on their bullshit, you know, making them social pariahs, which I think is really the main reason that uh, Milo and uh, Richard Spencer can't even fill a a small room these days because they're just, you know, they've been made fun of but so much on social media and they're such social pariahs now and they've been caught out for their bullshit so much that that's what's really done it. The, the platforming does help some, I guess, as far as that goes, but I really think the uh, social peer pressure is a much more effective tool. And this one is from Pointing at Squid. Oh, yeah, this is the same one. Uh, but, yeah, people like to point out him wearing the Stop Being Poor shirt. 
Oh, it's so edgy and cool. But in the case, he's only doing that to try to piss people off. Are you triggered? Are you upset? <laughs> Look at all these people we upset. Oh, we're so cool. But now you're a million dollars in debt and you can't even fill a small room, dumbass. Where did that get you? Now we need to give uh, Sargon the Milo treatment and all these other people and uh, Chris Raygun, all these other people that do nothing but spread the troll culture, the toxic troll culture. Need to make them to where no one wants to listen to them anymore. That would be awesome. A nice step in the right direction, in my opinion. All right, we've got a little bit of the show to do left, so let me just stop real quick and read the Super Chats. Super Chats, what we got here? It's Norwegian money, man. Okay, Norwegian. And okay, good to know. I had no idea. Next time I see it, I would no longer say North Korean. I would say Norwegian. What does the K stand for? There is no K in Norwegian. I don't know. But thank you for the $100. I appreciate that and the lesson. I am learning. Learning all kinds of th stuff from my international audience. I appreciate that. Shades of Grey, $5. You be careful who you attract online. I attract careful, I attract terrible and crazy people. Yeah, you got to be careful, definitely. Um, but you can also, like, at least let the people that are shitty who you're attracting know that they're not welcome. That's the very least you can do. SEK, which is Sweden. I know that now. Yay, Sweden, $20. Have you watched Vush Vidya? Invite him on your show. That name sounds familiar. But I'm not really placing it at the moment. But I will look into him, and I will try to get him on the show. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. Much love. Pussy Crusher 6669. All right, you crush that pussy. Pussy Crusher 6669. Dusty, you got busty. Why don't you show us those beautiful things? Uh, no. That will cost you way more than $5. It'll be a private show. For $500, I'll show you my nipples, though, if you want to see them for some reason. Gus sent me a dollar, and Gus sent me another dollar. So that's $2 from Gus. Thank you, Gus. I appreciate it. And thank you guys for supporting the show. I really appreciate it. This is your last chance to get in the Super Chats. Every question will be answered. Going to finish up the show, the third hour of the show already. So please get it in. Support the Animal Sanctuary. Really appreciate it. goes a long way. Next up from Heather Cox. What does Heather Cox have to say? You say what you got to say, Heather Cox. Oh, it's the same shit. Okay, I guess I had... Lots of different takes from this Milo thing I wanted to cover, but I don't really need to cover it multiple times. One will do just fine. How about LOL Libris? Oh, yeah, it's funny. I like this. <laughs> this is Mark Dice. Converse introduces trans-themed Snickers for Pride. And, of course, the anti-HW conservatives got to get all triggered. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Liberalism is a mental disorder. Mike, Mark Dice says that liberalism is a mental disorder. What else does Mark Dice say? Hmm... I'll be on Ancient Aliens tonight. Yeah, okay. That's great judge of character here. This guy doesn't know anything about a mental illness, does he? You're literally on the most cringe-inducing lying show in the history of television, Ancient Aliens. Good Lord, dude. Think you might be just a little bit of a hypocrite. That's just my opinion. Think you might be. And uh, so all those uh, meetings that Donald Trump was having with Kim Jong-un about the Nuclear bomb sure fucking paid off, didn't they? I had all these Trump supporters saying to me, you can't give Trump credit for ending the nuclear war threat by North Korea. He went over there and he solved that fucking problem. There's no longer a threat. They haven't done missile tests since he's been president. But yeah, they have. They didn't start up the missile test again. And now Kim Jong-un is going public saying, ah, we never really intended to do anything we said we were going to do. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un told Russian President Vladimir Putin that he believes the United States acted in bad faith at the Hanoi summit, North Korean state media reported. The report of North Korea state that run KCNA News was released on the final day of Kim's visit to the far eastern Russian city of Vlasdovok. however you pronounce that. 
Anyway, basically, he was just saying, Trump's a liar. I never had any intention of doing what Trump wanted me to do, and I didn't believe Trump, and he was acting in bad faith. And so basically, the entire thing is falling apart. Trump basically just got used by Kim Jong-un to make himself look like he was a legitimate leader. And, uh, of course, Trump just sucked his dick continuously, talked about what a good, smart man he is and how he's trying the best for his people and all that. And that's what it got him. That's what happens when you uh, get into bed with brutal fucking dictators. They end up fucking you in the ass. And Trump obviously got fucked in the ass. But unfortunately for Trump, he's not the only one that got fucked up in the ass. We all got fucked up in the ass by this because we have an idiot as the leader of our country. An absolute fucking child who does not know what he's doing. And it's sad. It is so fucking sad. And I guess we'll finish the show off with this one. We're already going to three hours. This is uh, Lauren Chen. Lauren Chen. You guys know her? She's cute, but goddamn, she's dumb. Another typical one of these conservative anti-SJW chicks. She's she one of formed these, more uh, restrictions on voting, <laughs> as bad as that sounds. Like I think it should be. Traditional conservatives and... Like, I'm all for everybody voting. I think they should lower the age, the vo- uh, age, the vote of age, the vote where you, the, the age where you can vote, rather, to 16. Lower that to 16. That's what I think, because I think a lot of the uh, issues affect the young people, like Brexit, especially in the UK. The, a lot of the kids didn't get to vote for Brexit, and now it's going to affect them the most. Their entire lives are uh, changed forever for something they had no say so in whatsoever. So I think 16 is a good age to lower the voting age, too. And I think. Criminals, after they've uh, served their times, absolutely should be able to vote. I don't think just because you uh, did something the law said you shouldn't do, you should give up your right to vote for all time, especially like except for drug crimes. Like so many of the crimes people are jailed for are nonviolent offensive. To, to imagine somebody's right to vote can be taken away for fucking ever out of, over marijuana is so fucking insane, so goddamn ridiculous. Because not only is your vote being taken away, you no longer have a chance to change the system. You no longer have a chance to vote and change the system. That is, uh, the, in my opinion, the horrible, uh, unjust system that put you in jail for something that should not be a crime. It should be a crime to put people in jail for that. That should be the real crime. But anyway, conservatives think less people should vote. You know, just like they always have. Conservatives used to think only landowners should be able to vote because black people weren't allowed to have land and women weren't allowed to have land very much or didn't have very much. And so it pretty much would nip that in the bud or they would have all these tests you'd have to take before you could vote, which would eliminate the voters that they don't actually want to vote. And Lauren, 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 Lauren Chen is another one of these that want less people to vote because she knows that the less people that vote and the more affluent the people are before they can vote, the more right-wingers will vote and the more the conservatives will take and maintain power. So listen to her. Personally, I, I, I'm actually for more restrictions on voting, as bad as that sounds. Right. I think it should be 25. I wouldn't have a problem with it being restricted to net taxpayers either, just because I think there is a problem with you know, the majority of people voting to take away money and redistribute it from the minority. So she's talking about taking the vote away from the poor people. That's exactly what she's talking about, net taxpayers. That means people that don't pay any tax because they don't make enough money to pay tax, which is a large percentage of the poor. She's literally talking about taking the vote away from them right now. What a fucking piece of shit. I mean, don't the poor have it bad enough already to take the vote away from them where they have no ability to make a change in the system that's already oppressing them so much, that's already so much against them, and you just want to take it away from them completely? Like, good goddamn. Nobody is that pretty, bitch. Nobody is that pretty, seriously. You got a pretty face, but an ugly, ugly goddamn soul. Ugly fucking soul. People, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there should be a conversation about voting. I'm glad that it is happening. Yeah, I think a there lot should of... be a conversation about taking the vote away from poor people. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah, I'm not a totally psycho bitch whatsoever. Yeah, it's all good, right? 
I'm pretty. Watch me. I'm pretty. Watch me. Eh, fuck off, bitch. She's cute, though. Give her that. She is a little cute. Oh, I forgot down here I got some more show to do. I got a little bit more show to do. Yay! Forgot that I have the uh, religious portion of the show to do. Those of you who want me to do more religious bullshit videos, I do a religious bullshit video pretty much every time I do a podcast. At the end of the show, I always finish it up with the stories I'm not going to be covering in my religious bullshit videos. But the most interesting stories that I'm not going to cover in those end up on this podcast. So you get to see them anyway. So it's all good. First, we're going to cover what we talked about earlier. About how Trump's tax cuts didn't benefit U.S. workers and it made the rich companies even richer. Analysis finds. Basically, uh, I'll just read it. Trump and Republican leaderships have long touted their tax cuts as the massive boon to America's working class. If not through direct tax reductions or refunds, then through the trickle-down effect of the bonuses and wage increases from their employers who receive massive corporate tax reform is oh, corporate tax cuts. Tax reform is working. Republican House Speaker Ryan Paul or Paul Ryan <laughs> said in January, mentioning Apple's decision to reward a bonus of $2,500 in stock grants to some Apple employees. Workers are coming home and telling their families they got a bonus or they got a raise or they got a better benefits. But no, not really. But a new analysis of all Fortune 500 companies found only 4.3% of workers will receive a one-time bonus or wage increase tied to business tax cuts while businesses received nine times more in cuts than what they passed on to their workers. According to America, Americans for Tax Fairness, a political advocacy group devoted to tax reform, the analysis also found that companies spent 37 times as much on stock buybacks than they did on bonuses and increased wage workers. So this is what they, they always do, right? They say, oh, trickle-down economics is going to work. We'll get the super rich, lots of tax cuts, and that'll trickle down to the common people somehow. But it never fucking works. It's just lies. That's all the fuck they do. That's what conservatives do. They use the same game plan over and over and over again to make sure the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. And this is exactly what they fucking do. 37 times as much on stock buybacks than on bonuses. And, like, at what point, I, I keep saying at what point are people going to stop being fooled by this, but never. Conservatives are never going to stop being fooled by this because... They don't really give a shit. They're so distracted by other things like abortion or, oh, that, that chick with blue hair said something I don't agree with. Or, oh, they won't let Milo speak at their college? Why won't they let Milo speak at their college? Just because he specifically said that he wants to troll people and talk bad about trans people who are the most oppressed people in, in America. Who cares if he's leading to other people committing suicide and he's being a giant piece of shit? Let him speak. That's what's really important. But no, like there are really important things in the world right now that we're being distracted by, and you guys will always be distracted by them because you're too stupid to vote for your own best interest. And so you'll always be poor, you'll always be dumb, you'll always be sheep, and you'll always be fed upon these people like vampires. They will always fucking feed on your ignorance. And the, the, the bad thing is, is like, it's not just you. If it was just you taking the brunt of this shit, it would still be bad. I still would feel sorry for you and not want bad things to happen to you just because you're stupid. But it affects all the rest of us. That's the problem. Like, how the fuck do we wake the fuck you up on this shit so it doesn't hurt the rest of us? Conservatives, please. Please. Study history. Crack a book. Don't be like this. So now we're going to get to the religious stories. Religious stories. Hells yeah. I'm going to finish the show out with some religious stories. I got a few of them here. The Satanic Temple is now officially an IRS-approved tax-exempt church. Good. Fucking finally, they should be. If other churches are tax exempt, the fucking Satanic Temple should be tax exempt. Now, a lot of people don't realize that the Satanic Temple doesn't actually worship Satan. They don't believe in Satan. It's a troll. They're just trolling Christians, basically. Uh, it's basically uh, almost like a, a hedonist organization, which I kind of, I'm, I'm into hedonism, so I dig it. Um, but basically, they like to troll Christians by uh, 
putting satanic looking monuments on federal property to uh, combat like the Ten Commandments and monuments and stuff like that. Put it on federal property. So they just do stuff like that to troll the Christians. And while I'm usually like these days against the troll culture, the way they do it is pretty reasonable and effective. So I don't really have much of a problem with them. Glad to see they're finally tax exempt. And this is funny. Uh, a Bible Bet movie theater decided to censor the title of Hellboy. This is how little respect they have for the people that are in their community. You can't handle the word Hellboy. It's Heckboy! Heckboy! Rated R! God. Way to treat people like they're absolute fucking children. Holy shit, dude. That's just crazy. Heckboy. So cringe, dude. This is, I'm surprised they do it here. This is what it's like living the Bible Belt, pretty much. Um, and this, this rabbi says that the Bible says being a gay man is worse than being a lesbian. What? Why, be, why being a gay man worse than being a lesbian? I don't even make any fucking sense, dude. Isn't gay being gay? But nope, God really especially dislikes it when you put your penis into a booty hole. Now, if you're a woman licking another woman's cooch, God don't have a problem with it. God completely fine with that. If you suck it on some other girl's titties, God fine with that. A little scissor action, God cool with it. Finger action, God okay with it. But penis and butthole, hell no. Instant hell. Eternal torture. Fuck you. And he says, we want to we, we wanna let you know that the biblically speaking, women with women is in no way comparable to men with men. Lesbianism today is presented as simply an alternative choice, but very often women discover this predilection in themselves after having been badly hurt by life. Well, yeah, that's why you're a lesbian. You're a lesbian because somebody hurt you. Often in situations involving a man or men, you're a lesbian because you hate men. You're the feminist that hates men. And then he goes on to say, the Bible repeatedly and explicitly prohibits prohibits a man from inserting his reproductive organ into the cavity of another man's body. Just say in the booty, dude. Just say it. Don't put your dick in an asshole. Exit only. It could hardly be any clearer. However, nowhere in the Hebrew Bible, and I presume the New Testament neither, is there any prohibition of one woman tickling another. Uh, that's not lesbianism, okay? They're doing more than tickling. I mean, maybe tickling the clitty, I guess. If that's what you want to call it. There is also an important difference between the cavity in a woman's body into which her husband inserts his reproductive organ and the cavity of a man's body employed in sodomy. Uh, yeah, dude, it's the asshole and the vagina. Like, you can say these words. We're not children. But anyway, uh, he's just basically echoing what most Christian men feel. You know, they feel like gay porn, disgusting, horrible. Lesbian porn, sex as fuck. Masturbate to lesbian porn all day long. Gay porn, yeah, gross, gonna puke. Since the male organ is not just about pleasure or sensation, but it also makes human life possible, where it goes and what it does becomes supremely important. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't matter at all. You can put it in your hand. You can fuck a watermelon. You can fuck an apple pie like the movie says. You can fuck whatever you want to. I've seen dude fuck trees. There's guys out there who fuck cars. Like, they literally fuck the exhaust pipes of cars. And I could not give a shit less. You fuck all the cars you want. You can come fuck my car if you want to. Fuck the shit out of it. As long as you clean up the cum out of the goddamn hole when you're done, I'm cool with it, dude. It don't matter. But this guy just loves lesbian porn. That's his problem. Let me see right there, you dude. Watch your lesbian porn. I won't judge you for it. Just don't shit on gay people while you do it. And, oh, this is goddamn hilarious. What in the absolute fuck? Kuwaiti woman promotes semen-eating, butt-worm-killing pills to cure gayness. I wish I was making this up, folks. But I'm not. There's video. But instead of watching the video, I'm just going to read you what she says. Um... Uh, maybe I'll just play the video and I'll read you because it's it's subtitled. So I'll just I'll play it. I discovered the therapeutic suppositories that curb the sexual urges. 
A voice of the third gender as well as the fourth gender, which is butch lesbians. Okay, stop right here. So she's about to explain to us how her anal suppository cures homosexuality because it kills worms that is found in the anus that eat semen, which cause homosexuality. Okay, let's say that was true, and it's not. Let's say that made any sense in the world, and it doesn't. How does that fucking cure butch lesbians? What the fuck? Being a butch lesbian has nothing to do about getting fucked in your asshole by other men. Why would there be semen-eating worms in the asshole of butch lesbians? Your whole rhetoric already doesn't make sense. Your story is falling apart. Anyway. They have excessive sexual urges, and these suppositories they have a calming effect. The anal worm feeds on. By the way, this is all science, of course it is. So, so there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's all just science. The, the anal semen worms, of course. Of course not. It's prophetic medicine. It's all in the books. The sexual urge develops when a person sexually attacked. And afterwards, it persists because there is an anal worm that feeds on semen. This is science, folks. It's fucking science. Praise to be Allah. Yeah, right. It feeds on sperm. So what I did was I produced suppositories, which are to be used by certain people at a certain time. And it cures those urges by exterminating the worm that feeds on sperm. The ingredients are the same for both sexes, but I made them in different colors so that... But the ingredients are the same? Yes, they're the exact same in every respect. And he's actually, she's actually showing these suppositories that kill semen-eating worms. We had a patient on a balanced diet when the treatment begins. It is a balanced diet of bitter, sour, salty, and sweet foods. In order to cleanse the body of poisons, the science folks, the diet for the third gender, the male ones, I don't even know, consist of foods that increase their masculinity and build muscle. So protein, any food that is buried underground provides men with stability. Oh my God, what in the goddamn hell? How the fuck does burying food underground help masculinity? What are you even talking about? I guess that's the least of the problem of this bitch who was selling a suppository to kill semen-eating worms. So, there's some Islam for you guys. Uh, yeah, totally makes perfect sense. And it goes along with all the science I know, right? So, cool, 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 cool. And last but not least, we'll finish with this story. A woman who had a church at gunpoint with her baby says she's God's apostle. So, it sounds at first like we're just talking about a crazy bitch, right? Police said Conkey walked into the auditorium of Mount Everest Academy Sunday afternoon, where the non-denominational, uh, I don't know how you pronounce the word, church was having Easter service, and began making threats. They said Conkey threatened to blow up the church while she waved a handgun. Witness Dave Michael Miller, one of the several who disarmed and subdued Conkey until police arrived, said Conkey pointed the gun at the congregation, at herself, at her baby, as... He and others approached her. She was being very apprehensive, pointing the gun at them, pointing the gun at her baby, saying, don't come closer, don't come any closer. So it sounds like she might have just been mentally ill, right? Well, apparently, before she did this, she actually sent an email to the uh, news 
So she obviously knew what she was doing, and she did this for attention for something. Anyway, she, she, first she said, I've been experiencing the rapture since January 12th, Conky said in a video posted on YouTube channel, Heavenly Frequency, just hours before the incidents. If you think just following a holy text is going to save you, you're wrong, because prophecy is going to be fulfilled. But she was clearly just trying to get attention for herself, because minutes before the incidents, an email was sent to NBC7 from an account with the name Anna Conkey. The email was sent as a news tip. There's a woman claiming to be the Messiah, saying she was sent to blow up the foundation of the church. She's got a gun and a child involved. There are about 70 people in the auditorium of the school where the church service is held, the message says. So she basically, before she even did it, sent a letter to the press saying what she's going to do. So she knew exactly what the fuck she was going to do. She just was, I mean, obviously she's mentally ill in some way, but she's just not so mentally ill that she's walking in there doing this without some kind of a premeditated plan. She's clearly trying to get attention for her crazy Messiah beliefs. Maybe she's trying to start her own church. Who the fuck knows? You know, religion just makes people do crazy shit. But anyway... Stupid bitch. You're going to do a bunch of years in jail, and you absolutely should. You cannot fucking do that. Crazy heifer. All right, let's finish it up by reading the Super Chats. Last chance to get a Super Chat in. And, uh, let's see. Pierre Bird says, Vox, Dusty's selling pictures of his nips to fans. Hell yeah. $500 each. $500 a nip. That's a bargain. Uh, N-O-K. I just learned what that was. It's not North Korea. It's uh, Netherlands, I guess, or something, right? You just told me. Have a nice weekend. Hi in God Helg. Okay, hi in God Helg to you. Hi in God Helg. I don't know. Farfignugan. Hagen Das. Thank you. Appreciate that. $2. Lauren Chen is hot but evil. Yeah, hot but evil. Just like a woman would be. Got to watch out for those type. And Svant Fierce. I don't know. I butchered it. I tried, dude. Uh, $10 for Feed the Kitties, you rotten motherfucker. Yep, I am just as evil as shit. Evil as a motherfucker. And I will. We will feed the kitties. We do good work here, and we really appreciate your support. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. As always, we'll finish the show the same way we do. Want to support the show? Please consider supporting my Patreon. Patreon.com. Podcast. You can also buy a t-shirt from thecultofdusty.com. Support the show. Also send direct tips through Steam Lab, Streamlabs. Streamlabs.com for slash cult of dust. No, no, no. Streamlabs.com for slash Dusty Smith. For those of you who want to send me that, because people like are mad that, uh, I guess, YouTube takes some of the Super Chat money for themselves, like 30% or something. So direct tips through Streamlabs. I get 100% of that. You can also send direct tips through PayPal at cultofdusty2 at gmail.com. And as always, you guys can find my show on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. I'm all over this motherfucker. I will be back. Uh, what's today? Is it day Monday or today Friday? Today's Friday, okay. I'll be back Monday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. I'll have another jam-packed fucking show for you guys. I really appreciate it. You guys have been so amazing to me. If you enjoy the show, please consider telling your friends. Uh, help me build the show up. I'm trying to get a nice little uh, loyal audience built up. I think I'm doing a good program. I think it's entertaining. I'm covering a lot of shit, so I hope you guys are enjoying it. And also, before I finish, kind words are a form of currency, so please spend them freely. I get so much shit, and I actually do read the comments you guys are leading, uh, leaving. Even in the chat, I go back and I watch the videos, so I see what you guys are saying. So say something nice. That would be good. That would be motivating for me to keep going. And if you'll come back after the video is uploaded, like after this live stream, it takes a minute, and then the video processes, and it's put up to YouTube. And if you come back and like like the video, leave a comment on it, nice comment, that would really help. I would appreciate it. That's motivating for me to keep going. 
And I thank you guys. I love you so much. I really appreciate all the support, and I will see you soon. As always, till next time, logic. Fuck yes. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it.